Hello everyone and welcome to episode 73 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt and yeah. we are going to talk about video games. Yes. There is uh, news, quote unquote, mm-hmm. which I think all of it is sad. All of, to me, all of it is a bummer. <laughs> some, some of it you could take in a positive light, I'll, gi- I'll give that. But the the leading story that Sony will not be at E3 again right. is rough to me, I think. I I mean like yeah, it kind of sucks. But it does. I like I really think about like Sony in the last couple of E3s they were at. I mean, they weren't really that great of press conferences <laughs> well, to begin no, with. Well, no, the last one they did was bad. Yes. But the one before that was fine. But, like, even then, I still don't really associate, like, the Sony press conferences with, like, big game announcements. Oh, I always do. Because they always announce what I care about. Whereas nothing else does. I, but, like... <laughs> I get what you're saying, but like the last couple press conferences, well, they hadn't. Well, the last the last one, they had a really big new Kingdom Hearts three trailer, which Square Enix didn't even show. They announced the Resident Evil two remake, they, they, but that's it. But that those are hu- that's huge. I, like Resident yes. Evil two is one of the best oh, games well, yes, that came yes. out last year. So like, but what my point is, and then you compare that to like the Xbox press conference, but, like, and that's kind of where I'm leading with this. Is but I don't like, even. I I mean that depends on the year. Too. Like, I think the year before, mm. th- three years ago, right. they had a ton of stuff because that was one of the years where they were still showing a lot of smaller indie things <clears throat> yes. as well. And But, like, Xbox has taken that over. And we're Sony. They, uh, Xbox has to go hard, though. Yes. Where, like, Sony, like, at least the last couple press conferences, they were just, like, very content with just showing their. Yeah, like, yeah. like the last one they were, they showed their core, what, four or five games. There was, like, Spider Man and. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding and The Last of Us. I think they've showed The Last of Us two for so many right. times now that I don't remember when they started. I guess. So I think that I think that was the last press conference. That's pretty much. And then they had the Resident Evil and Kingdom Hearts, but that was basically their entire press conference. Yeah. Which I don't mind like a deeper dive into like their no, games. That's that's fine. But like I'm more excited about. Xboxes, at least the last couple of years, Xboxes um, press See, conferences. I, I think that is true, but I am never excited for Microsoft games at their thing. That's fair, but because like, like I, do, I people like Gears, but I don't really yes. care about Gears. No one cares about Halo anymore. I feel like, but that, that's like what they have. Like oh, Forza, they, yeah. And if they show a regular Forza game, I super don't care. Fable. They will never show a Fable game again. What do you mean? There's, like, that rumored playground thing. That's been rumored for, like, four years, though. That's never going to happen, I don't think. You've already point. you've already convinced yourself that it's not happening, even though it, the rumors just started, I think, last year. The, the rumors started way before that. Not about playground, though. Well, but that there was a new Fable game in first-party development. Right, but then, like, Fable, like, or not Fable, Playground started hiring... All these people for an RPG. I guess, but that I mean, it makes Fable Three sucked so bad. I'm sure it did. That like I just don't have. I, I don't just, know that it needs to exist. Yeah, I yes. Oh, sorry. There was that Connect game where you could like oh, pat, yeah, you could yeah. pat your horse or whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember what that one was called. But I, I to get back on my yeah. point. I mean, like think about this year with Sony. Like, what would they even really have to announce that'd be exciting? 
Like, because, like, you think about... Launch games for the PS5. I... I, Shitty launch games? Like... Well, but what if they're not shitty, you know what I mean? What if Knack 3 (laughs) is there, and it's very exciting? I I mean... But you're you're trying to tell me, as someone who believes that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to be a launch game... I do. ...that you wouldn't want to see Horizon Zero Dawn 2 announced at an E3 press conference? I'm fine when that gets announced anytime. Yeah, but that would be the time to do it. it. But, like, that's kind of the thing, though. Like, you think about all the big Sony companies, like, we're going to be getting a Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. We're going to be getting a God of War 2 or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, which you will be, for sure. You'll be getting Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Uh-huh. I mean, we're not going to be seeing anything from Sucker Punch for a while. No, because Ghost of Tsushima will be out. <laughs> right. Does it come out in May? Or does it come out in late? We, it, it's just summer. Okay, so so it'll probably come out. And in, Naughty Dog, we E3. won't. So, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, launch window the first couple of years. Like, we pretty much know what Sony has going on. Except for Sony Entertainment. Next three, baby. Studios, whatever <laughs> shitty game they're going to do. But they also do make good games. Like, that's in Bluepoint is probably, or whatever the, what is the one that made Shadow of Colossus? Is that Bluepoint? Bluepoint. Yeah, like, their game the, will probably also come out. Which will be a remake. Yeah, but still, a like, the, the last one was, like, yeah. a significant remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, yes. So, like, I th- there is potential for there to actually be cool launch games, or if they bought third-party exclusives, right, which that, also is a very real possibility. Which, those are never that great at launch. Well, you know, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was, but that was not exclusive. I'll, that, so that... That's not really... Is that a launch title, or is that just it, another Assassin's Creed game? Cause no, it, it came out on P, launch day of PS4. I guess. I guess, yeah. I But, like, to me, that's not really, like, a quote-unquote traditional, like, uh, tie-in launch title. Oh, it is. It's, it's, just an, it's just another Assassin's Creed game. But they also released a different Assassin's Creed, Creed for game. the previous yeah. gen. So, But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that they will actually have something good this time because and, I think that they have to. And I think it's going to be Horizon. Well, I think it's going to be <laughs> Assassin's Creed Viking Town. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely good, but I don't even see third parties. Like, it seems like third parties are less interested in exclusives anymore. No, they are, but I'm just, for those console launches. Mm-hmm. I think that there will be a decent amount of third party things because, like, even regular. There aren't a whole lot of... There are so many studios that have not had something for a while that could have something for the launch of those consoles. Right, which, I mean, like, Warner Brothers is going to have something. Yeah, unless they just all of a sudden are like, just kidding, it's it's coming out this summer. Because, like, that Harry Potter game was rumored a long time ago. You got, like... The Batman, two different Batman games are like <laughs> more. Does, does yeah. not exist either. <laughs> like things are happening, but like those are not going to be like Sony exclusive. No, those, yeah. And I think those will will most likely be shown at Xboxes or I, I don't know. Like I, I'm also kind of waiting for whenever Sony's going to announce the or show the PS5 because I think the PS4 they showed in February of. I don't remember the PS4. I only remember the Pro when they had their weird press conference thing in New York City. Was that in February? It was, yeah. It was, it like, was like early. It was earlier in the year because right. then I remember it was coming out like a month or two later, and I think it came out in April. So, mm. I yeah, and it was that that was a weird one too right. because they had still a bunch of games they announced at that 
do not exist. So that I don't remember. Yeah, they announced Capcom announced Deep Down. Still, is, it's not here. Everyone always asks, "Where's Deep Down?" And no one can answer. No one cares. I care. It, it looked really cool. <laughs> so that it looked like Dark Souls slash Dragon mixed with Dragon's Dogma. Which since they put out Dragon's Dogma, right? Where my shit at? I think it was actually. I think it was supposed to be the Dragon's Dogma team that was working mm-hmm. on that. So who knows? That'll never come out now. There's that Take Two game. That slasher looter. Oh yeah, Godfall. Godfall. I knew it had like the most generic yeah, video the generic game. Yeah, generic video name. game. Name. How could you forget? <laughs> so, so as much as I would like for Sony to be at E3, right. I still hold the position that E3 doesn't matter at all, and the only reason Xbox is even there is because Phil Spencer is on the board of directors for the. And uh, f- uh, why can't I think of the name of the? The company that ESRB. runs, yeah, the 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 ESA. ESA. Yeah, he's on the board of directors, so that's assuredly the only reason Microsoft is still there. But well, they also aren't, aren't even there, in the convention yeah. hall. They are across the fucking. I was street. gonna say they they're there, but they're not there. Yeah. Which? How would you feel if Sony just has like a press conference? Or like not a press conference, uh, like a state of play, which is what the, which time. is what they'll do now. Right. right. But uh, I mean, that's what Nintendo does. They don't have press conferences. Yeah, but at E three, they just put out a good one, so you know that it's coming out. Like you know yeah, that like, it's going to be filled with stuff. Sony and could do that. Is. They could do that, but they also will not be there. Whereas Nintendo will be there. Right. Right. So it's it's just weird, and especially after they doxed a thousand or more people last year, like, I, what is happening? I, it just, it feels so weird. Yeah. But last year was fun. Last year was still fun, that is true. So, I think, there'll be enough announcements that, like, I don't think we're gonna miss Sony that much. Yeah, I guess. Because like, Sony's going to have their own thing. Like, It's not like they're never going to announce They're never going to show anything ever again. <laughs> Sony's dead now. <laughs> so, Also, did you see that DiGiorno won't be there at E3? DiGiorno? Mm-hmm. Was at E3 before? You didn't see the tweet? No. It, they tweeted out, oh, by the way, after Sony, Sony, uh, after tweeted, Sony tweeted, DiGiorno was like, yeah, we won't be at E3 either. <laughs> cool. Yeah, people were pretty devastated. Yeah, I, I am. I love DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a DiGiorno pizza in a while. It did make me think I should get a DiGiorno. Yeah, at some I haven't point. had one in a bit. Their stuffed crust is all right. It's I don't like the I don't like the crust. No, I just like I, the crust is fine. I'll yeah, but eat it, pizza crust. It it tastes it's different though. The texture is different. It is weird. <laughs> That's why I, I get the cheese filled version. And then it's fine because it's filled with cheese. Well, yeah, but then like the bottom of it still like has that weird texture. It's I don't know like why can't why can't stuffed crust pizza just be the same I don't know. crust I don't know how it works I, we should make it something <laughs> we'll figure it out you right? hollow out <laughs> inside and get some cheese in there sure that, uh, yeah. that's how it works I mean they do it in a factory we don't have that capability well, we could just make our own stuffed crust pizza that's I know. that's true starting with the dough and... starting with the dough. Oh, boy. Well, that's devastating that DiGiorno won't be there. Yeah. We didn't write that on the news docket. <laughs> but what we did write is that every good game and some a bad one are being delayed. 
I, well, for a second there, I was like, which one's the bad one? <laughs> They're being delayed. Final Fantasy VII Remake, part one. That's just I was, a month. I was ready for March 3rd to play. Mm-hmm. It was only delayed until April 10th. Right. And that's fine. It's a month. That's enough time to polish. Square hasn't had a game that has hit really well in a long time. And I think they... Well, Kingdom Hearts did, but... I was going to say, didn't... I mean, Kingdom Hearts, I assume. Yeah, but I think they need this game. I think they need... Final Fantasy VII to do fucking large numbers and blow it up, and yeah. I need, I think they need it to be good as well, not just sell a lot. Yeah, because like really, I mean, I not including the the MMO Final Fantasy. Like, I feel like when was the last time there was like a really big tentpole they Final Fantasy game? Put a lot into fifteen, and they there. I can't remember what their hilarious sales number was of what they needed it to hit. Right. But when they announced it, I was like, it's not going to get yeah, even yeah. half that. And it didn't. Maybe now Lifetime it has, but that's not what they were expecting. They were expecting no, that no, in no. a year. But then they made like the pocket edition of that game. So right. it's like the same game, but they're all weird and chibi. They made the movie, which had an insane budget because it was all CG. They were going to plan to make this whole universe thing. And this is after it had been in development hell for seven years as versus 13 Mm -hmm. and it just none of it was ever going to come together and people like that game it's okay to be wrong but like i just don't like that game and i think it told a bad story and i didn't enjoy the gameplay that much either right right so it just they they put a lot into that and they did not get out what they needed Mm -hmm. so much so that now they don't even use the fucking engine that they built for that game from the ground up well, I, it was a seven-year-old engine. <laughs> but that, like, then when they announced that Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to be right. on Unreal, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is actually happening? I, that's wild. That Yeah, that's 15 at a certain point. It's like, this has just got to come uh, out. Well, and then they canceled all the most of the second half of the season pass, which right. all actually sounded like the cool part of that thing. <laughs> baffling and then it, they recouped some of that mm. when it came out on pc but I, I think they need to other than Shadowbringers, the new 14 right. expansion possibly being the best final fantasy game according to most people I, I think they need to like rebuild the brand yeah i mean like that was my point like when was the last like final fantasy win 12 uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't know which one was final fantasy 12 like 2005 it was a PS2 game, yeah. 2005, 2006, I think. I mean, they re-released it. It did well. When they <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> they like, released it. I mean, like, so like, and oh no, it, it's when, there hasn't been one in a long time because yeah, people yeah. also hated thirteen, right? And then they tripled down on that by making thirteen two and thirteen three, right? The same mistake they made with fifteen It's just what's going on. Yeah, versus so. 13 15 was supposed to be a side game to final fantasy 13 mm-hmm. but instead of being turn-based it was supposed to be action what ha- like what the fuck it's wild good, they good. Did. yeah so this needs to be a win I, I think it needs to be good and so like a month for polish sure that makes sense yeah because like what else the square enix have Marvel's oh, Avengers, like, baby! Because, like, they have Tomb Raider, which yeah. that always underperformed. Which is insane, because it always does well. They yeah, had yeah. Hitman, which oh, underperformed, yeah, yeah. so they let IO go with the IP, mm-hmm. which now is published by Warner Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> and does well for them. Yeah, Interesting yeah. how yeah. that works. 
Uh, yeah, I, I... Square's an interesting company. Square's a weird company. I mean, they just put out that hot Kingdom Hearts DLC I'll talk mm-hmm. about later. But, oh, they have multiple Kingdom Hearts games in development. One of them, they announced Multiple? This, one of them is a mobile game. Get fucking hype. Oh, they just announced this the other day. Uh, yeah, there will. there's gonna be a hundred of them. It's gonna oh, keep yeah. going for all time. People love Disney. People love Kingdom Hearts. I feel like... I assume the people who are really in the Kingdom Hearts, it's less the Disney and more the Kingdom Hearts at this point. I think at this point, yes. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with that franchise going forward, so mm-hmm. I'm very curious. Their mobile game will suck. That's I don't know. How was the last one? I played it a lot until I had to quit because it came so pay to win that I could no longer... Wasn't there a lot properly. of story stuff in it? There is a lot of story stuff in it. It's still going. That is still ongoing. Wait, the story's still ongoing? Yeah. It comes out, usually it comes out with each patch, depending on every two weeks or something, if they're still on the same trajectory they were. That was a long time ago that that launched. It's still happening. It's still ripping. Jesus. Yeah, they come in like batches. Now it might be every couple months, because the global version caught up with the Japanese version, so now it's not like we just have all the story to catch up to. Mm. So I think it might come out once a month or something. Now. Okay. But yeah, it tied in a lot with Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff, so... Yeah, I, from what I understand, that that was very integral to yes. understanding. One of the cutscenes that was new in the DLC also was very much about that, so... Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, Square is in a weird spot. Yes. So, so Final Fantasy is interesting that it's just a month, but Marvel's Avengers delayed from May to September. This is a bad look. That's me. a bad look for a game that I already thought looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> i just remember that Woo. you want to talk about bad e3 press, cro- oh press conferences boy. well square enix is the king of bad e3 press conferences mm. i told you about the one they had before this one well, i heard konami th- there has. was well konamis are hilarious though <laughs> so there there was this e3 conference this year which is right. a huge bummer because they led with final fantasy 7 which is what everyone gave a shit about and then announced bad to mediocre looking avengers after well, no. they had built it up forever with a hundred trailers in between with a bunch of like rpg remakes mm-hmm. in between yeah so it's final fantasy 7 an rpg remake and then a bunch of other remakes and then they ended and i sat through all of that yeah. not enjoying any of it for because i was like oh they're announcing marvel i enjoyed all of it except for the marvel and <laughs> the marvel announcement that was that was probably the worst uh so the trailer but there was that the then the year before it was like a poorly made video that was like 15 minutes long and only had rehash trailers <laughs> of things that other things had shown <laughs> then they didn't have one for a few years before that but the one a few years before that was like high schoolers putting on a presentation <laughs> and that was when they announced near automata mm. which ended up being crazy but yoko taro that was before a lot of people knew who he was because they didn't play the original near and he came out in his fucking helmet and shit it is insane to watch like it's not even in a funny way like it was just bad for okay. most of it so that was but they announced near so it was redeemed i guess so retroactively because automata ruled but <laughs> Yeah, that one was that one was bad. This one was I misguided at best. It wasn't bad. No, I think if they had reversed 
Marvel and Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. it would have actually been okay. Because then you get the disappointment out of the way first. Right, right. Although I, they must have not thought people were going to be disappointed. Yeah, like... But they, people were so excited for that footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake and the new mm-hmm. information that that, to me, seemed reasonable to close with. And then the first thing they do was like, here it is! I was like, oh shit, we're in there. See, like, I was all about the Marvel. I didn't yeah. care about the Final Fantasy. You start the so. show with a showstopper there. Mm-hmm. So, that, w- that was weird. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a bad look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was the end of May, so June, July, August. Said four months is not not great. No, and like wh- especially when you announce it this far out, like Final Fantasy VII, it made sense. They did the same thing with Final Fantasy right. Fifteen, where they like took another month or two. Mm-hmm. This is close. Right now is three month, two months away from when Final Fantasy is supposed to release. So like that's when you delay it when you need last second changes. Mm-hmm. You don't delay a game that's coming out in. F- five-ish months right and then be like oh we're delaying it that amount of time (laughs) i i I don't know it's got to be rough and for a game that's supposed to be like a living game kind of like destiny for it to then launch so close to the next generation Mm -hmm. of consoles like are you gonna just continue supporting it on the ps5 are you gonna try to get people to double dip and buy a PS5 and Xbox Series X version like how that is such a bad idea all around which i mean like the new consoles will be backwards compatible they will be but at that point like why wouldn't i just wait until you make a PS5 version and but then what just will buy be it? the difference that it will run better probably you think it'll like you don't think it'll just naturally run better the no. the PS4 version on like a more powerful system I, I mean, maybe the only deal, been... the main difference with that though is it doesn't seem like the, you have to program the games to take advantage of that. So they would have to do a lot of technical work to actually make it work better on the PS5. Whereas uh, yeah, the only the only thing that would happen by default is faster load times because of the SSD. Right. But then because it's a f- mostly online game, that also takes away from part of that because it still has to load from the server. <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe that's why they're delaying it, so they can work on the PS5 version. Mayhaps. But then, so that's what worries me about Marvel's Avengers. Right. But that's where it really worries me about Cyberpunk, is because it was supposed to come out in April. Right. And now it's going to come out in September. I bet you anything that that delay is because it was having a rough time. Oh. On console, I bet that I bet that game is rough, on especially on base PS4 and Xbox One X. Yeah, or I, Xbox One. I bet it's rough, mm-hmm. and then I bet Pro and Xbox One X are better, but still not ideal. Right. So, uh, I th- I wonder if they're just gonna announce a PS5 version. I was gonna say, do you think they'll just like. In, in July, oh, we'll push it back to November. And then Which is can... what, that is what I would want. Right. Because then you at least have a cross-generational game. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it'll you can still play it on PS4, but if you want it to run better and look better, you could get it on the next-gen consoles. And, like, that also, people weigh that option. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted to get these consoles anyways, but right, also this right. cool game I wanted will work better. Do I, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, and that's another one where it's like, yeah, now September is getting the way that March was, <laughs> so like, I don't know. Eh. 
I mean, like, September for Marvel, it's just like, whatever. It is, but Cyberpunk, there was a couple other games, I think, that are coming out in September as well. And I would assume that Nintendo will put out Breath of the Wild around that time, or their fall release around that time. Ubisoft probably will have a game in the fall. Yeah, so it's At least one. Usually the fall gets crowded, so then it's like we just moved it from March to... But, like, Cyberpunk is one that, like pushes its way to the front yeah of the line. it pushes its way to the front of the line and that you know <clears throat> right like that is one where like now other companies are like fuck no we have to come now we with have cyber to compete punk. with cyberpunk and that's a bummer yeah right. but i i that game i was very bummed to see that delay but i hope that they i don't take the time to make right, it right. is what people expect it to be or want it to be well it's never gonna be it will never but, but i just mean like you know that. better like if, right. if that game came out and it was a buggy garbage town like mm-hmm. that would have sucked which the witcher 3 was pretty rough at launch wasn't it not for me when i got it day one okay. i mean it's it's an open world game so it always has that kind of jank right stuff, I, but... I just remember reading about like the first couple months were pretty rough for people yeah i did i didn't have any issues mm. I, I mean other than like some frame rate issues but right. that you know that game well now that it has a ps4 pro patch so that doesn't really have that but. right and then the last one which is crazy is dying light 2 mm-hmm. was delayed indefinitely yeah what does that even mean does that just mean that did, are they gonna can are they considering canceling it like what well we haven't really seen much since. they showed it at e3 and people said that it was awesome it wasn't press conference though no, it was on the show floor. And right. They, like, people have footage of that game right, running, right. and people liked Dying Light 1. Like, yeah, I yeah. think it became more of, like, a cult classic type thing, where it was, like, word of mouth. People were like, oh, this is actually a cool, interesting mm-hmm. zombie game. This game was really ambitious in that, like, what they showed of it was... <sighs> games always say choice matters Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't really like earlier in final fantasy 14 i got to make a choice and then i knew (laughs) just from the wording that the same thing would happen either way but this it made it seem like depending on your choice the game basically turns into a completely different game yeah like making huge sweeping choices yeah like apparently your first playthrough you'll see like half the game or something like that yeah and that that is a cool concept. I think right, like right. I was never going to play this zombie game, but I, I know people who would have. And it, I just from all the positive buzz I heard about it, it seemed really cool. I wonder if this is one of those things where they were too ambitious and then they were like, oh, fuck, we can't actually deliver on this promise. And we made mm. this super vertical slice demo right. that showed what we wanted to do, but we can't actually sustain making the whole mm. game that way. I, it's just weird. Nor- yeah. Normally, you would just say, "Oh, we've delayed it a couple months," but instead, they were like, "It's delayed indefinitely," which I feel like is not a term you use. I feel like very U- often. Ubisoft did that though. Like they didn't give dates at all. Like we have no idea when. No, games when any are. games are coming out anymore. But at least those ones, you know, they they will put those out. Right, right. Whereas this, I I don't know because it's not like they're. It's very strange. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about, like... Ubisoft usually does their announcements at E3, and that's about it, right? Yeah, usually for big stuff. I I mean, they just could, they could th- easily just, like, show all those same games again at E3 and be like, but now here's the release Well, date. I'm just trying to think, like, if they were to announce, like, what do they have this year? Like, it, in, like, a 
like a date. They don't have anything like secured. So unless we're not going to see anything the first half of the year from Ubisoft. I think that's possible. That is possible. But I'm just kind of wondering if they'll want to release something in this quarter. They're just going to hold it all back and launch it all with the new consoles because that's the Ubisoft way. <laughs> is If you don't have at least five Ubisoft games launched on your platform, what I, is even happening? You know? I feel like having like a Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, um, Gods, Gods and Monsters. Men, Gods and Monsters. They're all kind of like stepping on each other a little bit. <laughs> They are. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm curious to see what they do now. Yeah, and I'm, what I'm wondering is if, like, maybe they would show up to, like, the a PlayStation State of Play or whatever when Sony, like, announces their PS5 or shows it. Maybe. Maybe, like, Ubisoft will be like, hey, let's get in here and, like, announce that we have a game coming out in May. Oh, Breakpoint came out on Stadia, like, this month, I think. Okay. First quarter Ubisoft <laughs> property. Yeah. Like Breakpoint on Stadia. That is not going to sell well for them, I'm going to assume. Well, they had to wait to release it because they had to do extra work because yeah. they promised some weird feature. So that's cool. Sure. Yeah. Breakpoint, or not Breakpoint, Stadia is uh, coming around, apparently. Yeah, maybe Breakpoint <laughs> is as well. I liked it. People were very vocal about not liking it, I feel like. I do, too. Mm. I liked it, though. Yeah. All right, that's all the delays, but now Mm. for the world's most depressing news. Mm. uh, Smash is a Fire Emblem Festival. Once again, (laughs) they waited until the final fucking character of the first season pass to really just stab me right in the chest with a large knife. I was so excited to see what magical third-party character we would receive as the final character, get all excited, see what their music was, and then it was the main character of Fire Emblem Three Houses, Byleth, who literally doesn't have a personality and doesn't talk, and now I am so sad. I remember, this was last Thursday, right? Yeah. Because, like, I remember I was at work, and then I was like, oh, yeah, the Smash announcement was yeah. today. So I went on Twitter, and I was like, so how's everybody feel? And then I just started reading about how angry the internet was. So, like... I, was, I, I remember just texting you, and I was like, oh, I don't think Manny's going to be excited about I this. I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. So my thing is... I don't hate Fire Emblem. No, you like it. I loved Three Houses. I think it was a good game. Mm-hmm. My issue, especially with Fire Emblem characters in Smash, is why the fuck do they pick the characters they pick? Yeah. Corrin, Byleth, and Robin are the player character, like the you as the player stand-in that you create, kind of, or choose male or female, and they don't have a personality. Whereas in each Fire Emblem game, you have upwards of 40 characters that all are unique and have very unique, cool personalities. Why are you picking these fucking characters? Also, like, Fire Emblem has, like, different classes, right? They do! Where's my archer? That's what I was saying. Where is the lance man? Why is it always the person... Okay, Robin has the spell book. Touche. That's fine. I'll give it to him. Corrin has a sword but is kind of like a dragon person sure you get a pass on that byleth mm. is a you can in the game have him have anything whatever your heart desires but why they made him a sword guy with a counter 
just the worst thing ever, but he can switch weapons. Ooh. Still don't give a shit. Why did they pick this? I just don't get it. And then they showed so many Fire Emblem characters in that. I just feel like for all the goodwill in my mind that they <laughs> built of all these interesting third-party characters to really be like, oh, this is a celebration of games, which Sakurai says in his thing, like Smash is a celebration of games or whatever. To then just have the final character be the generic no personality character from Fire Emblem Three Houses because it sold so well seems like just a really shitty end. <laughs> yeah. Like so much I didn't even I couldn't even watch the video. Like they announced Byleth and then he said, Let me tell you about what Fire Emblem is and mm-hmm. I was like, We're we can't do this, Sakurai. Everyone already knows and I just turned off the stream. So I found out later that when they announce the me costumes like they do every time, uh the main one is Cuphead. Well, I I feel like the Assassin's Creed character is pretty big too. Why it, which is weird, because it's Altair, right. not even Ezio. Also, <laughs> why not get a Ubisoft character in there? They could. What this, if this opens everything? This, up? Well, there, there's a Rabbids one too, and Nintendo already collabed with them on right. their game. What if there's a Rabbid? Well, I was thinking um, Rayman. What, Rayman. I, Rayman deserves to be in the game. I do. I honestly feel that way, and I hope that he is in season pass too. So they also said confirmed that the second, I forget, battle pass, whatever the fuck they call it, character mm-hmm. time, there will be six characters. Right. Sakurai has said they have already been decided. Please stop telling me that it should be this character. They've already been decided. It's fine. He, well, didn't oh, they say that before? They did say that before, but people suck. Well, like, I'm just trying to think. They planned a Fire Emblem character way before the game even released so that that's what i don't know i would guess what happened is they had a third party character lined up and then something happened like the deal fell through or something didn't work out and they had to wait a bit and so then they just were able to slot in a nintendo character Mm -hmm. in that place like i wonder if the first or second character of the second pass was supposed to be byleth you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's just, it's strange. There's a lot yeah. of memes going around that all six characters are Fire Emblem characters, which, <laughs> yeah, would, be real, which would be really, you know, fitting. Uh, and then people are trying to be like, well, there's there's that many Pokemon. It's like, yeah, but every Pokemon is completely different and plays completely different. I was going to ask, what if they added a Pokemon instead of, like, Bunny? Yeah. I, I feel like that would have went over better just because, like... Yeah, because they're different. Like, right. another generic guy with a sword that also has a lady version, like, that's fine. And then they were like, well, but he could switch weapons, and it's it's still the same con... Right. You know? What What is even the weapon switch? I there It's three. They're, I don't even remember. Hmm. One of them is, like, a big axe thing. That probably swings so slow that you would never use it. I don't know, but people believe that because weapon switching characters usually have a high skill ceiling, they think that Byleth is going to be f- fucking stupid good mm. in the competitive scene. So That's exciting for you. I can't wait, yeah. Uh, it, it's just weird, but the, right. the me costumes, you know, there's Altair, uh, Mega Man X, and Mega Man EXE. Cuphead is the only one that comes with music, just like Sans was mm-hmm. last time, uh, which is a bummer because Bat- Mega Man Battle Network has some of my favorite video game music, so my boy Mega Man gets shafted on the music. Yeah. 
but that's fine. Yeah, Altair, Rabbids, Mega Man EXE, Mega Man X, and Cuphead. The Cuphead one, I have not heard the song. Uh, the, this was the first time that they had done one of these where the character did not come out that day, which is also why I think it was kind of strange. Oh. Uh, they It comes out uh, this coming Tuesday, I believe. Oh, that's weird. So, yeah, it was weird because they were like, yeah, Byleth is, will be mm-hmm. ready in a little bit. And I was like, well, this is the, it's the the only one that didn't. Mm-hmm. I get, Well, I guess technically the Dragon Quest hero because it was uh, uh, the E3 thing. And then Banjo's announcement, like his CG trailer. But then when they finally oh, yeah. showed Banjo for real, he came out that day. Right, when they right. showed Terry for real, he came out that day. God, that was a fun day. God, I fucking love Terry. No, I mean, just like Twitter was like, who's this? Twitter was, who's Terry Bogard? And now everyone <laughs> on Twitter knows who Byleth is, but they were displeased. So, yeah, I just, I really am excited to see what the other six characters are. Right. I, I am glad that I will get another at least year of being excited at every month. Like, is, will there be a new Smash character? And I will also be very excited when I no longer have to worry about what the next Smash character is. See, for me as an outsider, I just think it's fun to see, oh, the, I, the, yeah. to see the recourse of it all. And it's usually like people disappointed because they have these set expectations of what it will be and it's not that yes my expectation was anything that's not a fire emblem character and i was let down (laughs) everyone was convinced it was dante well that was that was their fault i mean like sure that devil may cry twitter tweeted out that we have big announcements on the 16th and two other days and they did that in fairness Sakurai did give the three. Okay, but people, yeah, people were analyzing the image of Sakurai's hand, like what? And they like, and then they're like, "It's Devil May Cry because of Devil May Cry 3. I would have loved. I I would have loved Dante. Dante would make I a think lot of it, sense. That would be a cool thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm just bummed by Byleth. Like, I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. like Smash any less. I know it's not Sakurai's fault. And people who are excited about Byleth, I good for them, I guess. But I just, I think that's not what a lot of people wanted. No. And then were people defending it like, oh, but like I love Three Houses, and it's like, yeah, but did you love Byleth? Because mm-hmm. they don't have a personality. And then, and then I talk to some people, and like yeah. they can't choose one of the heads of the three houses because then it's like, well, why do you like Black Eagles and not mm-hmm. Golden Deer? And it's right, like, well, right. th- they wouldn't have been able to win. So I, uh, you know, yeah, it's like it's like being like, I love Shepard. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just like no, no, like no. yeah, no, you because you're the one making all of Shepard's he, choices. He, like it's just, just he's, he's an, he's a an empty slate. Yeah, yeah, like it's like you like the other characters in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. But like, well, maybe not all of them, but like, yeah. So what, what I think is great is now we have at least another year of people wondering if Waluigi will be in Smash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what if, what if they, what if it's, what if Waluigi gets in Smash? See, I don't want that. I want the unraveled Waluigi game. Oh, the unraveled Waluigi game. I Mm. do want that as well. Live action. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but i i still i think it will be really funny if mm-hmm. finally sakurai gets up there in a video and is mm-hmm. like it's waluigi 
people, <laughs> the internet will shut down. Yeah, but like, think about a Waluigi live action game where it's actually Luigi. I know. That would be good. That would be fantastic. Oh, boy. I, just, I also, it's Byleth, to me, where people, like, I think people can't like Byleth, I feel the same way about Waluigi. I mean, like... It, he doesn't actually... Like, he was never in a mainline game. It, and, like, his one line of dialogue is in Mario Tennis where he was introduced. He draws circles over Luigi's poster and says, Take that, Mr. Eyeballs. Like, that's the most character development this gentleman has had. I feel like it's just a meme. Oh, I, I know it's just a meme, but there are people out there, I think, who truly want a waluigi thing and i don't know what happened to them for them to want this i'd rather have a peach well they she already had her uh, ds game where she, her umbrella she uses her emotions to defeat <laughs> enemies or uh, there's nothing wrong with that sure sure it's a talking umbrella perry the parasol i believe were you a fan of it i didn't play it okay see uh people seem people had feeling strong feelings because <laughs> The Princess Peach game, she fought with her emotions. That's all I'm, <laughs> you know? Maybe could have thought of a better conceit for the game. Probably. Yeah. But, you know. Sorry. All right. Are you ready to move on to the games? Yes. We can move on to this segment about the games. This is going to be like a 10-minute segment unless you have a lot to say about your games. I have a lot to say about Shenmue 3, man. Okay, oh, perfect, perfect. We beat Shenmue 3. Yes. And so guess what, everybody? If you want to play Shenmue 3, we're going to spoil the ending of the game. But don't worry, because we're saving you a lot of time. That game goes on. It goes on for so long, and <clears throat> the entire game, mm -hmm. other than maybe, like, if you cut together maximum 10 minutes of cutscene is all useless filler <laughs> trash garbage you could say that about the first three yeah. i you think... couldn't shenmue one is an interesting experience right because at the time right. it was the only thing like it Mm -hmm. And us playing it again is like, you know, you're looking at it and it's like, I see where people really like this. It did not age super great. No. <laughs> and then Shenmue 2 all did advance the plot of the that story quite a bit. More than one did. Yes. It, which, in terms of Shenmue, yes. In terms of like any other video game, what it accomplishes in 30 hours is pretty minimal. Pretty minimal. But this this one, Shenmue 3 takes it to an extreme that is unprecedented. I bet I could, you could take all three Shenmue games and distill it down into an hour and a half movie. Well, yeah, but that's because you're also you'd have to remove the st extremely stilted dialogue. That probably you could cut half the time off of that hour and a half movie <laughs> if they were talking like regular people and not taking such extreme pauses between every line. Probably. So, like forty-five minute movie, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but th this one, I the ending really got me mm -hmm. because I remember you saying. You thought that Shenmue 3 was going to end on a cliffhanger and we mm. would be, you know, upset because of the cliffhanger. There is no cliffhanger no. in this game. There's nothing. There's no direction that they're going to take. 
What do you mean? They're walking on the... What the fuck is even happening at the end? They're walking on, like, the... Is it the Great Wall of China? Yeah, I think so. What the hell is it? They're walking on some weird path in China, but it, it it doesn't even make sense. The beginning of the game starts minutes after Shenmue 2, mm-hmm. and then you go and look for Shenhua's dad. He's not there. No one knows where he is. You find out he got kidnapped by thugs. Spend 45, 50 hours following thugs. Then the last 10 minutes of the game, get to the thugs' base and find out that... Landy is there, the person who you want to fight to avenge your father's death. Then you fight him. You can't hurt him because he's too strong. Then you both just leave and nothing is accomplished except for the fact that Ryo loses the magical mirror. Mm -hmm. Well, also, there's that lady that's, like, lighting the castle on fire. Yes, there is. So the... The gang that Londi is the head of, the Chiyo men, mm-hmm. there's a lady who is also in the Chiyo men. She lights the castle on fire because she wants to be the head of the Chiyo men. But then, obviously, she's not as good as Landy, and he escapes. Will it be the Chiyo ladies now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it won't, because Landy is still the head of the Geo men. Are we sure? Skinhead is still out there, and he loves Landy. Are we sure that she's not the head now? Yeah, because Landy could kick her ass. Maybe. And we don't know if she has the real mirror or if Landy has the real mirror, because there were two mirrors. <laughs> Either way, no, Landy wouldn't have it. Because he Ren throws oh, it out Ren the window. Oh, Ren throws it out the window. But I, that's... Okay, so that's probably what happens is she has the real one. Mm-hmm. And then... Whatever. What it doesn't... Like 30 civil, years, we'll find out. What if there's a civil war between them? I mean, And then they be. fight each other. They may be, but what does that have to do with the Great Wall of China? At the I end? don't know. So it, what I'm saying is they don't, they don't even set up for Shenmue 4, really. No, it just... It just ended, and then you don't know why. Because you're with Ryo, Shenhua, Ren, and... Shenhua's dad. It, oh, sorry, Mr. Yuan. He's not there. It's just the three of them. I, I thought, thought Shenhua's dad was at the head of the ship. Maybe. No, they're that was on the ship, and then they get off the ship, and then they're walking on the wall, right? Yeah, but I thought that he was there. He was there, and they talked, and then I thought that they went their separate ways, and then it's just the three of them at the very end? I don't know. Either way, why are they there? What the fuck are they doing? And then Ren says his thing about, like, I smell treasure. And you're like, okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, because I thought it was just the three of them. Maybe. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Nothing happens at the end. Nothing happened the whole game. Mm. I was excited that Landy was there, but then that amounts to nothing. Like, there's that fight scene is pretty interesting, where the people all do their weird shit in front of you and then you do a quick time event to beat them sure it was a good it was good animation i'll give him that much i like the guy who did his elaborate dance and then ren just kicked him and Mm -hmm. he was done in one (laughs) shot i did like that i liked when you did that boss fight and ren was just leaning up against the wall (laughs) and wasn't participating yeah he could have helped out but yeah, it's so weird because so much of that game feels like padding. You know what I mean? I but like I feel like the first two had so much padding. But the first game, the first few games like there there was stuff to do or like the plot advanced at a rate where it's like, "Oh, you can go do what hey, you hey, want hey. or figure it out." We ran around and took pictures of Chobu 
Charles. I know, and I that was I enjoyed that part. But the part that I didn't enjoy, which didn't end up mattering to us because we found that money exploit, right? is that at the end, like, after you already hit a bunch of just arbitrary roadblocks that mm-hmm. make no sense, like, oh, you have to be at this level of strength for well, no reason, right, or right. you have to do this other thing. It's like, you have to get $5,000 to get this book so you can get to the final part. Which, which would have been... My undoing mm-hmm. if we did not find that <laughs> fucking money exploit. Because the only way you can really make money is by catching fish, and it takes for fucking ever. To, to get 5000 it would have taken our whole lives. We'd still be doing it. You know, when we were playing this and we were back at Bailu Village, you were worried that you were going to replay this game and just collect everything. I was. I'm no longer worried about I was going to ask if you're still concerned about that. No. So, like, in the beginning, the fr- probably the first third of it, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still, to a certain degree, enjoy the story of it. Like, when the stuff unfolds or you think that the story's going to happen because you're like, oh, it's advancing. Mm-hmm. But then it never actually unfolded. And the more times you, like, get, you overcome this hurdle and nothing happens, it starts to grate on you after, like, the sixth time when you Mm. realize, like, oh, fuck, nothing will happen the entire game. Yeah. That, that's where it does it, that's where it drives me insane. The good news is... We're done with it now. We... You will not have to play a Shenmue game for a very long time. Yeah. At the very least. Shenmue 4. We'll see. That could have been announced at Sony's press conference. It could have been. PlayStation 5 launch title. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Because, like, the part where it is just Shenmue is kind of funny because it's it seems... That it's a Dreamcast game displaced from time right, with right. much better graphics. And, like, I don't mind catching the fish or doing all the weird extraneous bullshit that doesn't matter in the end. Like, some of, some of that stuff is, like, interesting enough. It's the part where the plot just literally <laughs> led nowhere. And after however many years since Shenmue 2, 9 or 10 years or something, like, it's not... It's not it, it doesn't do what people wanted it to do. No at all like there people who expected it to be concluded with Shenmue 3 I feel very bad for well that's on you I I mean I didn't believe it was gonna right I'm I'm saying if there's anyone out there that like believed that then that's on you because nothing said about that game like I I know all the all the interviews and stuff said that it would not be right finished but they, how many more games can they go through? If they do have a Shenmue 4, it has to actually have a plot that, you know, flows well or, like, something happens in it. I can it's I can tell one. you what's going to happen. There's going to be a part one and a part two. <laughs> I, there will be. One will be a smaller village. I think... I think that'll be part two this time. Oh, it'll be like it'll be a reverse. It'll be a reverse. Dang. Maybe it'll be three parts, like the second Ooh. one. But the second or the third part will just feel very different and not really like part of the rest of the game. <laughs> Remember the cut the, yeah, the quick the, time events are different? That was very weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. So yeah, that that's ended up being a bummer in the in the end. I, I, I was not a you know. Can't believe you were bummed out by that. It's a bummer. Is it? Yeah. 
Because it could have... I don't know. I could have been excited by the ending and looking forward to more Shenmue. I feel like you set your expectations too highly. <laughs> I went I don't into... know. After 2, I was ready for more Shenmue. I, I was ready. Sure. And now I'm not ready. Well, you don't have to be. <laughs> but I, I want to be. I, it's, it's sad. I'm personally happy that we won't be playing Shenmue for a while. Yeah. Because we played way too much Shenmue in the last six months. Yeah, we did. But I don't know. And then in between that, we played Zelda too. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need okay, a good game. We do. Uh, so you you played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yes. Is that a good game? <laughs> it's okay. Okay. It's like Castlevania 3. Yeah. Yeah. I did think it was interesting just kind of like being able to switch between the characters at any yeah, point. Yeah. And just like them, them having their own health bars and stuff. Um, yeah, it was fine. You switch to the wizard guy because he's the best yeah it's like it's closer to a super nintendo game yeah bloodstain was very clearly trying to be symphony of the night whereas this is almost quite literally castlevania 3 to a very interesting extent (laughs) yeah and it was like they didn't spend a lot of time with the animations or the graphics no because it's a nintendo game (laughs) right i don't even think it's super nintendo game i think it's a no yeah so yeah it's like which it was made by a different studio. Yeah, and it, I, uh, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but it was a Kickstarter like stretch right. goal for them to just make like oh like kind of like a D make type thing, mm-hmm. and so it was a shorter with like two and a half hours. You right. probably you said. Yeah, it was two three hours. Yeah, so it's it's not super long, and it's closer to like what the castlevania 3 would have been like in terms of length and stuff and mm-hmm. it was a cool thing right that had tided people over until actual bloodstain came out especially if you backed it like i got it for free i just never i don't like the older castlevania games before symphony of the night i mm-hmm. the rpg elements and stuff added most of what i like about those games right, and the map right. so yeah. yeah where this was just a straight line and yeah but it was interesting going through and like fighting the bosses, but the bosses are different because it's like a different art style, and they mm-hmm. they did different things. It was it was interesting in that sense because mm-hmm. you fight the umbrella lady, the, oh, the yeah. blood lady, and then the one with the the casino with the coins or whatever. It it is like in that sense, it's interesting just being like, oh, I remember this boss, but now it's like a different mechanic and stuff. So hmm. well, yeah. that's cool. It was okay. Yeah, don't have a lot of. It was an easy 500 uh, achievement, achievement points. <laughs> okay. So that was exciting. And you also played the Thief reboot yes. that did so bad they didn't continue it. I feel like that's, you could say that about just Eidos Montreal in general. <laughs> <laughs> so what, okay. Did you ever play Dishonored? Yes. Is it like Dishonored but shitty? I don't think I would call it shitty. Okay. It, I, but yeah, it's kind of, it, it is definitely, I think it's kind of like Dying Light in a way too, where they're trying to go for this like first person parkour traversal thing. parkour thing. I, it's okay. The game, it's just kind of like, you're just kind of exploring these areas and just being a thief and stealing things. I remember it was really broken when it first came out. I think mm. there were at least two 
game breaking bugs where you like could not continue mm. or something. I think that's this game. Is it fun? Like, are you having fun? It's okay. Is it, it is. Is it mostly stealth? Ah, uh, yeah, it's stealth and parkour. Okay. I I don't. I I'm trying to picture footage of this game in my head. It's kind of like a. And I can't. It's it's got an interesting like theme. It's kind of like a cyberpunk like Victorian age. Yeah. It's got a very interesting style to it. Do you know what year it came out? Like 2014, 2013. 2014, 2013. It was definitely like a launch title. I just don't even launch window. remember it. Like, I, I I remember that it exists. Right. Right? But I don't remember it coming out. <laughs> I, yeah. So that's, I can picture the cover. Right. I can also picture the cover of Thief 2. But th- those were PC games before they rebooted it into this. I just, yeah. It must not have, it must have done very poorly for them. I, yeah, I mean, a 67 Metacritic, I would agree with that. It's not, like, bad. I'm not... It's just, yeah, February 2014, so it was like four three months into the launch. What is the main character's name? It starts with a G, right? Oh, God. The story is very... I want to say Geralt, but that is The Witcher. It might actually be something like that. Garrett. Garrett. Fuck. That's a real name, though. I know, but I knew it was a G name. See, I have all this information about Thief in my head. I can't even picture the fucking gameplay. Uh, yeah, it's all just first person, and you're yeah, just kind of traversing around and stealthing. Which is what old Thief games used to be like, but older Thief games were closer to uh, immersive sim mm. than like parkour action game. I definitely see this like the roots of Deus Ex. Okay, because they definitely they do they went from this to Deus Ex. Yeah. And then they were like, well, now we're going to do... Uh, which I guess they, they had been working on Tomb Raider all along. But then they... Which now I think they're helping with the Marvel games. So I know Montreal's having a rough uh, generation. A rough, rough go of it. <laughs> yeah, because they announced like they're not doing another Deus Ex, didn't they? I hope they're not. I think they... Because like, like, I think it like left on like somewhat of a cliffhanger or something. People were upset. But like I guess it didn't sell well, and then they're it like, definitely didn't sell well. Square was like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, yeah, because that second one, I just remember people railing on for numerous reasons, especially the story of it and the way they described it. Mm-hmm. It's like apartheid. Oh boy! <laughs> but that first game, the the Deus Ex reboot, was good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was an interesting game. It in no way lived up to the legacy of the original Deus Ex, but nothing no. was ever going to, especially when that game came out at the time. It was insane right. what they did with it. Nothing's ever going to recapture that. It was fine. I right. played that first one. At no point when I w- was finishing it did I think, I would like to play another one of these. And then the second one seemed to be just the same thing again. Right. Which, I, the first one did have those issues where, well, the the one in the middle, I guess, where, like, if you specced towards stealth and you couldn't do anything with the bosses. As, uh-huh. So, like, I think they fixed that in the second one. Yes. God, 
oh man, I just had a brain blast mm-hmm. about the ending of that first Day Sex reboot. What if, oh my god. So in Mass Effect, you get Paragon and Renegade points, right. and that makes you a Paragon or a Renegade. You basically, that same system exists in Deus Ex, but then in the ending, there are literally three buttons, and which button you pick is the ending you get. Mm. So you can so, like be a good guy the whole game, but then just walk up and push the bad button. Mass Effect 3. He kind of, <laughs> but it just, but even more so than that, like right, it just right. plays a predetermined cutscene, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, this is really not good. This, mm-hmm. this is extra bad, and seems like minimal effort was put into this. Yeah, Whew, that was a, that was a rough one. Mm. The game the gameplay was fine though. Was yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Thief. It's, no, okay. It, Are you gonna keep playing it? You gonna beat it? I, it's short. Okay. I just haven't played any games this week. I gotcha. So I played those over the weekend and haven't done anything since. Nice. Uh, I, today, mm-hmm. booted up Kingdom Hearts Remind, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. I only Ooh. played like two-ish hours. Uh, it's weird mm-hmm. so far because the conceit of the DLC, I guess spoilers for kingdom hearts 3 at the end Kyrie disappears mm-hmm. and sora has to embark on some quest to get her back and then at the very end of the game she is back but you don't know how that mm-hmm. happened <laughs> this tells that the like how he got her back okay so like this is kind of like taking a chunk of the like just diving into like a chunk of the, it's, the game it's so weird That's because weird. That's interesting. Literally, the game is over. Like, mm-hmm. the Kingdom Hearts 3 is over. And then there is a CG cutscene at the end where Kyrie's just there. Mm. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> okay. What? So, this explains how she got to be there. Right, right. And it's just... It's weird because the conceit is you basically have to relive the last three hours of the game. So, uh, you're literally watching the same cutscenes and doing some of the same boss battles but now i'm level 99 with the best weapon in the game Mm -hmm. because i got the platinum trophy in it and sometimes those cutscenes will have weird new narration over them or sometimes there will be like a weird hard cut and it'll go into some weird bullshit like when you walked in (laughs) sora was just like magically underwater and that was a weird hard cut from a scene that had nothing to do with that and it's just strange. So I I don't know how the rest of it will play out, but all of the boss fights are comically easy with Sora because they're not meant to be done at level 99. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing is, which they announced beforehand, is you can play as a lot of other characters. So right. before some of the boss fights in the main game, you fight alongside them during these fights, but it'll let you choose if you want to be Sora or that person. I have picked that the extra person twice, and they have super, super limited movesets, but they're kind of interesting, and they can do cool team attacks. So for people who wanted to play as, like, Riku, or if you wanted to play as Aqua again, then you can do that, and it's interesting. I think there are three or four more characters. I think you can also play as Roxas, who just is Sora, so that's dumb. Kyrie and maybe Axel? I don't remember. At least Kyrie and Roxas. But that you do it for like a fight, which takes like 10 minutes if you don't die. 
so uh, that's kind of weird. The thing that I want to get to is the challenge boss fights that happen after this. Right. Um, and I was... Everyone said Kingdom Hearts 3 was too easy. I asked Nukio, because he got there, are they hard? And he also platinumed it, and he said they're ridiculously difficult. Mm. So I will actually have to like get good at the combat system again and try to do it. And that's the part of this I wanted. Right. Because those boss battles are usually super cool one-on-ones... And I enjoy that. And then there are two secret bosses as well, kind of. So it's more or less a weird story DLC that so far the story part of it is reliving the story I already know. Maybe it'll go somewhere, maybe it won't. But the DLC battles are what I'm looking forward to. So mm-hmm. that that remains to be seen. Now, is this something that, like, if you were to start a new game? it has to. You have to have a clear save. What do you mean? You have to have a save from a completed game to start the DLC. Okay, that I that answers my question. Okay, because like I was gonna say, do they incorporate what happens in the DLC into so the they, main game? So they may. This this I don't know, and I will never be able to know now. Right? Is a f- patch came out for every Kingdom Hearts three user that said it changed some scenes in the game. Okay. So like, I. Now I have no way of knowing what that is unless I play through the game again. Because, so, like, I'm just imagining a person play through the game, sit through all those cutscenes, start start the DLC, the DLC and, do it again. and then just sit through the same cutscenes again. So you could, that would happen. So like, yeah, that, like, would ha- that would suck. So, but at least me, months removed, it's yes. kind of like, oh, I did like these scenes, I guess I'll watch them. But you could easily skip them. Mm-hmm. But then you don't know if there will be some weird new interstitial. It, it's, right. it's bizarre, and you're right. It's not... I, I think it could be framed a lot better. Yeah, you're right. I'm just thinking, like, you could... Yes. You could kind of put the scenes that are in between and just kind of, like, incorporate it into the main game yeah, a little better. Or if it was me, I would have had an option at the beginning that is, do you want to watch the cutscenes you've already seen? Yes mm. or no? <laughs> and then you say no, and you just get the new parts and then walk from fight to fight and still do the gameplay part. Also, it's really freaking me out, and I don't remember it being like this before. The cutscenes are 30 frames per second, and then the gameplay is 60 frames per second. So whenever I go to the gameplay, it feels like, whoa, this is insanely smooth, and I'm moving so quickly, and it's really jarring to me. Oh. A-, a lot of games do that now, right. but it, it this is particularly is it feels really weird. It also like looks slightly different. Like I think the gameplay somehow looks better than the cutscenes. It's weird. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm Ooh. I'm gonna beat it, and we'll hopefully I enjoy it. But I paid a dollar for it because I already had PlayStation credit, and I just had to pay for the tax on mm. the cost. So that's fine. Do you think? Does it have like a pro patch or whatever, like a pro version, PS4 pro version? I don't know if it does. Because I'm what I'm what I'm wondering is if like. The base PS4, it's 30 frames per second gameplay and cutscenes. Mm. And the cutscenes were just then all you know, programmed to be 30 frames. But then, like, with this patch, they, they weren't going to go through and, like, yeah. do the, the cutscenes, but they could make the gameplay 60. Like, I'm, that's what I I'm kind of wondering. D- I guess I don't know. If that's, like, a base PS4 is yeah, only I don't 30 know. frames. I also don't know if there were, like, performance issues on the base PS4. Because it, it runs... Like, it looks really good. The yeah. game, I think the game, like, especially the art style and stuff, but it never have I had performance issues. 
until this. Mm. And it's happening only in the cutscenes. Right. It's like randomly hitching, so I, it might actually be a problem with my PS4's hard drive. But it, it'll just be like a really weird hitch, and I was like, that never happened before. But the gameplay is totally always good. The other game I have been playing, Matt, which I play all the time, every day, basically, is Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. I have fallen deep into the hole of of this. It's an issue. It's a very serious issue. And I don't know how to stop. Today, I finally got to the second expansion. And so this tomorrow, I will be able to finally play the second expansion of the game. Jesus Christ. And then there's a third expansion, There's a right? third expansion. But to get to that, I'll have to beat this one, do the How really long patch thing, and then that, oh, like, a hundred. Each? Probably. Mm. Yeah. So when I started this, when I started playing 14 again, I was, my play counter on Steam was at 180. How many do you think I'm at now? 320. Nah, two, that's really high. 256. Okay. Still a lot. Five, like 70-ish hours since I started playing again. And that's less than a month. Yeah. And I, I like, I genuinely, at times, I wonder to myself, why am I playing this? Because there are, when I'm playing with people and I'm advancing the story, I am enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I, last Saturday, I got my mining class from 20 to 50. And it took me seven hours of just mining rocks. And while I was doing it, I was thinking... This has no purpose because I looked it up and I can't even make money off mining anymore, but I still did it. And now I just have a level 50 miner. They could I could get to 80, but I'm not going to probably. Why did I do that? I don't know. And there's so many things I can collect and I'll see a thing and be like, "Well, I got to I got to collect all the cards. I got to grind these old raids to get all the mounts. I got I got to collect them all." So what you're saying But there's is- so much stuff to collect that it is breaking my collector brain. So you need me to just be here then and just be like, "No." No, no. We're just well, but that, that's what was happening. Like, wheel you away from the computer. S- basically. <laughs> and then just, like, stick the, the switch in your hands and be like, play something on here. Like, yesterday I just said to Scott, I was like, you, you, we gotta go do something because I, I, can't play the, I can't play this game for... <laughs> I can't. It's killing me. And then he's like, do you want to play Overwatch? No. Thankfully, no one's asked that mm. recently. Um, but so I think, I think that Scott quit already. Wow. I think he just hasn't been enjoying it. Um, I don't, that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I playing with uh, Scott and Nukio, two of my friends, has been very fun. And I enjoy mm-hmm. it enough to keep going. Now I've come too far. Like I feel like now, since we are at the second expansion, I can't do what me and Nukio did last time, where we just stop there. And then when the new expansion comes out, we play the one before it. Because I feel like this time we have to catch up. You can't though. I could. You're talking about like 200 hours. That's fine. I will do it. <laughs> no, you won't. I. It just, will break you. That's. It we'll will find break out. You. It's breaking me now. It, yeah, I can tell. But I'm. It, it's fine. No, because you can grind all these quests, no, and I no, like no. to grind things, and it wor- just... it's fine. This is why it's dangerous for me to play MMOs. I know, and I, that's uh... how that's how it gets me. Because mm-hmm. every other MMO, people say the story doesn't matter, and in this one, people say, well, it like might be one of the greatest things of all time, and then I pay attention, and I do really like it, and I'm not even at the good part, quote unquote. So that's how it got me, and now I'm in there. 
and it's I'm stuck in there. <laughs> I have to hit a breaking point where I'm just like I can't anymore, and I have to stop for right now. I see. I, I which was supposed to be mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII, and now that shit got delayed a month. So now I'm screwed for an extra month. Ori's coming out in March. That's true. And I'm, I, but that one, I took a break today to play Kingdom Hearts at least. That'll that'll take like ten minutes or ten hours probably. Ori. <sighs> Anyways, I'm deep in the Final Fantasy XIV vortex. Man, it's, it's a good thing I don't have more people to play with, yeah. because then maybe I would start like trying to raid and shit. And we don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> I've been watching streams of people doing it and just. I'm. I think that's what would be the deterring factor. Is if I do finally catch up, and the only thing I have left to do is like all the really hard shit. I am so bad at it. Like I always do wrong things, and people get upset, especially in the harder things. But like the streams I'm watching, someone's like, oh, "I walk to the left. We're all dead now." And it's just like that would be me every time. <laughs> so I eventually, I would just, I, I would be forced to stop because no one would play anymore. <laughs> Ugh. I'm just bad at positioning, and like yeah. that's all my class is about is being in the right spot. It's it's a bad scenario, but I'm having fun to a certain degree. So that's all we got. I don't know how much. Uh, yeah, we got we got plenty of time. I was gonna say this is gonna be like our shortest episode. Yeah, well we could t- we could talk about some of this a lot. Uh, some of it. We'll so we are going to be doing, uh, looking back on the last generation of major publishers. Yes. We're doing publishers and not developers because like publishers are much easier to manage. And just like get a list of a bunch of yeah. a large chunks so you can just talk about a lot at once. Whereas developers maybe didn't make so many games yeah, for I'm just, generation. I'm trying to think like Insomniac made three yeah i mean like three or four is probably like the max a developer made yeah because i mean there's a lot of them just don't have that kind of staff unless we did one about platinum they made like 80 (laughs) because they have like 30 teams or something i was gonna say they have like i think they have like three or four they do and it's absurd and but one of only one of them's good and that's uh yeah that's the (laughs) yeah like i'm trying to think of like the good platinum games and it was like near automata bayonetta 2 if you even count that i was gonna say that's a wii u game because it's a wii u game yeah does that count i don't know you okay so maybe just near automata <laughs> i don't know yeah i'd have to look at because like platinum usually just like gets like other people to publish their games they do yeah because it's square published near because they own the ip to near so oh they made that switch game this year Oh, Astral Chain. Astral yeah. Chain. When I that type was... when I type in Platinum, other things comes up. I gotta type in Yeah, so Ast- Astral Chain was alright. But yeah, so anyway, long story short, we are going to be doing uh, Publishers Yes. this week. It is Activision Blizzard. Yes, we're planning on going in alphabetical order, which we had planned last week or two weeks ago to do Activision. And then I remembered Take-Two or 2K exists, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit. Our alphabetical order is already messed up. Unless we were spelling out to. Yes. Sure. That's, that's our excuse now. Oh, Platinum started in 2009, so they haven't been around for that long. No. They made Star Fox Zero. I know. They did. It's bad. Yeah, it's very bad. Um. Okay, so Act- Activision Blizzard. Yeah, they didn't do... 
Actually, they did do one of the games that's n- not on this list. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants Manhattan. Okay, yeah. Sorry we left that one off. <laughs> also, Transformers. Oh, Transformers Devastation was Devastation. okay. Devastation. That was okay. And The Legend of Korra. Activision published Transformers Devastation. Apparently. Jesus. Okay. Well, that one was okay. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Anyways, I left uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles off the list for a reason. Yeah, because I don't. Not great. I well, that and I don't think either of us played it. I tried no. to pick games that like we yeah, or we know about. We would talk about yeah. which. I mean, we don't really play a lot of Call of Duty games, but like, how do you talk about Activision Blizzard and not talk about Call of Duty? Yeah, but I mean, I have a surprising amount of knowledge about yes, these Call yes. of Duty games. So, Activision Blizzard is a weird one because mm-hmm. I think that they really hit their stride well the, for a couple things they found ways on each platform to they had a hit and they kept doing it like in the PlayStation 1 era all the way up until the PS3 they had Tony Hawk right right and then on the PS2 going forward they had Guitar Hero and like they milked those into the ground Whereas up until, like, the PS2 GameCube era, they had Call of Duty, but they were, like, directly competing with Medal of Honor. You know what I mean? Where, like, Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 3 are just World War II first-person shooters, and everybody knows what those are like. They're nothing special. Right. Whereas in the 360 era, that they hit Modern Warfare, and they made all of the money... And where I find that to be interesting is I think they spent this entire generation trying to get back to that point of Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 with Call of Duty. Well, even just, like, Black Ops was pretty big at the like yeah. last gen. Like, I, I, when I wrote this list of Call of Duty games, I was like, oh, boy, this was a rough uh, generation for Call of Duty, and I didn't even realize. It was, and now what's, what I think is funny is at now at the end of the generation is when they finally got back to mm-hmm. like call, good Call of Duty hitting its stride. Right. And I don't even think that all of these games were bad. I right. just think that most of them were received poorly. For one reason or another. Ghosts. Ghosts, just... I I believe, was just bad. Yes. I had mo- like Nothing I've ever seen about Call of Duty Ghosts was like, oh yeah, this is a good game. It just seems mm-hmm. like universally people thought it was bad. Right. Which this was Raven? Uh, I thought Ghosts was Infinity Ward. Mm, maybe? I'll have to look. Because at one point they did have three studios. They did have three. Now they don't. Right. Anymore. Now they... they... They trimmed it back down to just the two. Yeah, and so then Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare were trying to take it more to advanced, like, futuristic warfare, and people really took that the wrong way. Then, because of that, they made the hard pivot back to World (laughs) War II... And then that didn't do it for them either. And so then Black Ops 4 was more of the futuristic stuff again, but people were like, holy shit, we keep getting all these Black Ops games, and people still didn't like it as much. And they tried class-based multiplayer modes and stuff, and that's not what people want out of Call of Duty. Right. Until 2019, when they just were like, reboot Modern Warfare. Right. And then it actually <laughs> succeeded for them again. Which I think is funny. Not not yeah. that none of these sold extremely well, but I, Modern Warfare is the first one that like reviewed well critically, sold really well again, and has positive talk yes. about it. 
Where, like, I think you and I, we would probably like the Advanced Warfare and Infinite oh, Warfare. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At least the campaigns. Mm-hmm. Although I did really like the Modern Warfare campaign. Yeah. But it was, like, different. Like, it definitely went more story where those two, Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare, are just, like, fun gameplay as far as I understand. Like, the, I get that's not really what the Call of Duty fan base is looking for. They're not looking for, like, a bombastic space shooter. Yeah. And it, it's also weird because I would have thought, like they did, that mm-hmm. if they went back to World War Two, th- that it would have done better. Because like maybe people were just tired of the modern warfare right. part of it. That was not the case. People just wanted it to not be futuristic, but still wanted them to be modern weapons. And it, well, yeah. I, I think the World War Two also was a hard pivot from Battlefield 1. Yeah. Because Battlefield 1 had come out a year or two before as well. And that's what's interesting is because people liked Battlefield 1. Right. I mean, Battlefield is a lot larger multiplayer type stuff, so sometimes that works out better for Battlefield. And DICE, I think, might be better with tech than some of these Call of Duty things are. I don't know, because it seems like every single Battlefield game comes out broken. Usually on PC, though. Like, it was Battlefield 4 that had the destructive thing right. in the maps, and the PC servers would crash when some of them would break. <laughs> but, like, they, they fixed that stuff, and I they, those games look incredible. Yes, yes. Battlefield 4 is one of the only games I have seen that supports the widest screen monitors. Mm. And it looks crazy. We At work, we got a comically widescreen monitor in, and so we just looked for footage. And, like, the only footage we could find was from <laughs> Battlefield 4. What do you do with that? Uh, you just have a hilarious field of view. It's huge. I, well, I mean, like, I realize that for, like, video games, but, like, for oh, your job. Oh, what do you job, do with, with the monitor? Nothing. Yeah, like, what did There was no reason for it. It's for, yeah. Okay, that's that's what I was... It's just one of those things where, like, sometimes we'll get stuff in to test it mm-hmm. and just be like, no, this monitor is too big. No one needs this. <laughs> it was also... This is neither here nor there, but, like, say you search something on Chrome. Right. The search results are just all the way on the left, and then it's all white. Oh, yeah. And it just looks so fucking dumb, and you're like, you're not using any of the screen real estate because nothing is built for this. It's weird. (laughs) But yeah, Battlefield 4, getting it in there. Uh, See, like, I feel like that would bother me to the point where I would just get a different monitor. Yeah, it's too big. Mm -hmm. But you could have, like, 800 tabs open and section them. I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know what you would use it for. Because, like, then it gets into, like, weird territory where, like, you can do that, but it's, like, pain to set it all up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's... No. But, yeah, I, I think that, really, without the Blizzard portion of Activision, Activision's main thing is Call of Duty and has been Call of Duty. Oh, definitely. After they don't have Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk anymore, really. Well, they had Destiny. They they had Destiny, which I don't really understand why they let it go. But Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I mean, just like, the whole Destiny saga this generation has just been weird anyways with Bungie. Like, everyone was so excited because Bungie's doing the, a new thing for the first time and since, like, 2004? 
Is that when the first Halo was released? Yeah, I don't recall offhand. Sometime in the early 2000s. So, I mean, like, I assume they had been working on Halo for 10 years, at least. So people were very excited to see what they were doing next. And then there was a lot of hype for Destiny. There was, and I... I agreed with it because I Destiny is still one of the best playing, playing. shooters. Yes, I think. Period. And then there's the part where you have to play Destiny, which is not. It's like a weird pseudo MMO that is not close enough to Fantasy Star Online, but not close enough to an MMO. So it's right. in some weird nebulous zone where I just don't enjoy it very much. See, like I enjoyed playing two as just like a campaign. Yeah. Where I just kind of dove in, played it for 25, 30 hours. I was like, I feel satisfied, and I left. Some people, I feel like this is just hit home with. Oh, people love Destiny 2. Yes. I, Destiny 1 was definitely one of those things where, especially when they released the expansion Taken King and made it what it probably should have been at launch... That you're like, okay, I see where they could go with a sequel, mm-hmm. and they basically did that. Like, they made what people saw and liked about Destiny 1 and right. blew it out to be what people who liked Destiny already wanted in the first place, I think. But even Destiny 2, it seemed like people weren't entirely happy with at launch. Yeah, and now it's a whole new weird thing yeah, because yeah. they're... Bungie was released from Activision's contract Mm -hmm. and now it's free to play and you can get all the expansions for super cheap and they have Mm -hmm. their whole weird ongoing story like MMOs do in each patch. It's really strange, but yeah, I I do think that Destiny might have been the biggest thing that they had this whole generation other than Call of Duty because, like... Well, outside of Blizzard Blizzard. games, but... It's just because when we looked at that list of all the Activision games, I was shocked by how few Activision games came out this generation. And, like, roughly half of them were Call of Duty games. You know what I mean? And we're going to have a similar with E3... Not E3, uh, uh, EA... Yeah. Where it's just like... It's just like most of them will be Battlefield games. And sports games. And sports games. They're yeah. going to have their sports games and then like a couple A couple outliers. of weird things that they decided to publish, yeah. Right. So I, I think that especially when Activision made their deal with Bungie, it was mm-hmm. important because like Call of Duty wasn't hitting as hard as it could have been. Right. And they were trying to find something else to be like a heavy cash machine. And I think it worked... Like, mm-hmm. Destiny 1 sold a lot, and Destiny 2 sold a lot. So when they said they were releasing them, I didn't really get it. Right. Unless, I mean, it might have just been to the detriment of both parties, because Bungie couldn't get out the expansions by the time they needed to, according to their contract. And mm-hmm. so, if they can't do that, Activision doesn't make the money. But then if they do put it out on that date and it's not that good or not full of content, then they still don't make that money. Right. So maybe it's just a lose-lose. And so they were just like, fine, good leave. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to keep funneling money into this thing that doesn't output what we need it to, maybe. I, I but I, De- Destiny 2 seems huge mm-hmm. still. Yeah, And yeah. now that Activision doesn't have it, so it's weird. But it, it I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know how huge it is. It just seems to have a very... 
it has a very loyal community, definitely. And well, I just don't know. I how guess big I, that is. I was gonna say now it's on Steam, so I haven't seen how many concurrent PC yeah. users are. I bet it's at least fifteen thousand. Probably, yeah. So well, know, it is all cross save. Cross is it? Is it all cross play or just cross save? It is cross save as well. I don't. It should be cross play. Uh, maybe it's only cross save. I yeah, don't know that it's cross play. I don't know. It seems like something that like a PC player and a console player could play together mm-hmm. except for the competitive stuff but I mean if they're just kind of like doing the raids or whatever I don't know why they couldn't yeah I don't know either cause like Call of Duty Modern Warfare is all cross play yeah I don't know but I mean Bungie probably just wants you to buy it on each platform probably so well it's free. well now it's free but the expansions aren't right. so you have to buy it on each platform yeah, I don't know how that that stuff fully works mm. as someone who doesn't really play Destiny Two. Yeah, so. I played it, I enjoyed it, but I haven't gone back. Yeah, since twenty seventeen is when it released. Yes, I believe so. So it's been a few years. Oh, and so they tried to like with Call of Duty, where they were trying to regain their former glory, mm. all generation. They said, what if we made Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5? Mm-hmm. And as someone who loves Tony Hawk, yeah. very excited when they <laughs> announced this game. Then they showed footage of it, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm no longer excited. So what I think fucking sucks is Neversoft made those Tony Hawk games for a long time. Yes. Until they had them help on Guitar Hero and then said, oh, just kidding, now you're the Guitar Hero studio. Other studios will make Tony Hawk. And so, like, there were some interesting Tony Hawk games after Neversoft was not fully involved, but they eventually just tapered off, right? Until they were like, okay, we're good now. They just ran Neversoft into the ground, and no one has ever been able to recapture that same kind of, like, arcade magic. Because, like... EA made skate, but it's not exactly the same type of thing. It's more realistic skating. And so they also did an HD re-release of Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk 1 and 2, and it was fucking awful. It was one of the worst things ever, and they couldn't re-license all the music, and it just, the physics were different, and it looked bad. And so then, it's not surprising that the next thing that they would try to do is Tony Hawk 5, but... I think it's literally unplayable now. I don't think you can play it anymore. Maybe. Because... It's all online? It needed a really big patch that I believe they do not host anymore. Oh. So if I if I am remembering correctly, I think that this game is almost entirely unplayable now. Uh, it just it looked terrible. It ran terrible. Uh, you can play as Lil Wayne... <laughs> and that's one of the few things I remember. But yeah, mo- most Tony Hawk things always had the weird cameo right. characters like Darth Maul and uh, Spider-Man was in Tony Hawk 2. And now we get Lil Wayne. And I think that's pretty emblematic of the uh, of the game, you know? This game got a 32 on Metacritic. Uh-huh. It's bad. This has got to be one of the worst AAA games released this generation. Uh-huh. And so I wonder if it's one of those things because I can't remember the studio that made it. Like, sh- no. Uh, Robum? 
Robomoto? Oh, Robomoto, yeah. And so they're a smaller developer. And what I think happened is something similar to what happened with Marvel Infinite, where they just thought that the brand would sell it. Mm. And they didn't give them a super high budget. Right. And so then they just like did the best with what they had. And it came out very poorly. Yeah. And it's just, as someone who really loved those games, it's like one of the saddest things ever. Did you buy it? No, I, I saw footage beforehand okay. and was like, fuck no. And then I remember wait, the launch wait, wait. day footage and they were like, oof. Okay. So you didn't buy this, but you're going to buy Fast and Furious Day 1. Yeah. Can you explain this to me? That's different. <laughs> there is no previous Fast and the Furious game for me to base my experience no, on. No, there are. No, well, there are arcade games. There was that Xbox 360 Oh, one. yeah, that one was bad. See? This is a different developer. Oh, okay. I'm That's sorry. I'm I sorry. mean, this is a different developer as well, yeah, but when, yeah. you put, when you are Activision and you put Tony Hawk 5 on a game after 4 was the last one you put out on the PS2, and then you gave up that naming convention... It's like you're making a statement mm-hmm. that this is Tony Hawk, like you remember, right, right. except that it sucks ass, and okay. it's not what you remember. So that that's just, I don't know, man. It's yeah. a travesty. But what is not a travesty is the uh, the, the remakes that yeah, they, the, they did this generation. So the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy right. and uh, Spyro's Reignited Trilogy as well. And I guess you could throw Nitro Fueled in there. CTR. Yeah, that's yeah. You could. I mean, like it's kind of it, a it remake. is part of a half like half remake. Mostly, it's mostly old tracks and right. stuff. But what I think is crazy about all three of these is Activision did not own them. No, like Spyro was Insomniac, right. and the first three Crash Bandicoot games from this were Universal Studios, I believe. Like Sony published it, but it was like Universal Studios really? was also on the at least on the first one. That's bizarre because like it was, it was Universal, Sony, and then they had um, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, it. but Universal was like a part part of that. Somehow. Really, yeah. And so that that's why I think it's weird is that these games sold so well for Activision. They did, yes. And they're not even their games <laughs> to begin with. Like they just happened to have the license. Like yeah, yeah. They bought the Crash Bandicoot license during the ps2 and gamecube era and we're cranking those shits out and so Same no one spyro no one knows what the fuck those latter half games were like i i didn't play any crash bandicoot games after three mm-hmm. uh but there are a ton they all have really weird names I mean, and like they made a million ctr games after the original two mm-hmm and it just, yeah, they got the licenses for both of those somehow and just cranked them out. Yeah, they kept cranking out Spyro games as well. But yeah, then the ones that they remade were the ones that they did not make. Right, Which right. Is, it's just interesting to me. It did make me re- realize that I really like the first Spyro and the next two I'm not that fond of. I, as someone who did not play Spyro, I always feel bad when I say this because I feel like people really love Spyro. I did not, I never played it when I was younger, and when I tried to play the original Spyro in 2012, Mm -hmm. it did, it made me feel negative. (laughs) But to be fair, it's a PS1 game that's, I was was playing the PS1 version, and it has 
awful camera control. Mm. Everything looks the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the gameplay is that fun. See, I didn't. I tried Crash Band, Crash like the insane Crash. It was the insane. Tr- it was the insane trilogy. Insane trilogy. Yeah. yeah. I tried that and I was like, I do not like this gameplay. So I like the original Crash Bandicoot gameplay. Do you think you would like it today? Yeah, I've played Crash the reg- original Crash Bandicoot semi recently. Okay. Um, and I also I played the Insane trilogy semi recently. Okay. So the thing that happened was it does have different physics, right? It so is it different. does feel different. And I remember when it came out, people were calling it the Dark Souls of cartoon <laughs> platformers or whatever the hell people were saying at the time. But it because if you are used to the way he used to jump it feels like some insane difficulty spike and especially the original crash bandicoot right. is just more difficult yeah, yeah so like then if you move on to two and three it's easier but still the jumping feels kind of off uh but it is it looks really good i they mm-hmm. did a great job remastering it i think um so that that's cool and you yeah, played yeah. the spyro one yes I did. and so you think they did a good job with that remaster oh, yeah, as definitely. well yeah, yeah. I, I mean i remember they both when they put out the sales numbers, they were like insane on yeah, both yeah. of these. They they sold a ton, and then I I played Crash Nitro Refueled, mm-hmm. and I loved the original Crash Team Racing, and this basically has that same adventure mode single player, which is really cool. But then they have a bunch of interesting online modes. They have battle the equivalent of a battle pass. Mm-hmm. each month and so each month they put out at least one free track and like five new free characters you can unlock the post-launch support for crash nitro refueled is fucking insane like most games would give you like two three months of free content maybe I, the game came out last april and it's had free content literally every month since then right and that's baffling and the developer of that Nox, was uh excellent that they did a good job yeah i was just curious sorry i was like no you're fine what is what is vicarious visions got going on after like right now because like they did the insane trilogy but i don't think we've really heard from since so no i would guess that because yeah beanox did uh ctr toys for bob toys for bob did spyro right which oh that that is not on here, but uh, the Skylanders, which is what they reintroduced Spyro as, was part of this generation. I I didn't put it because I was like Skylanders was a much it was bigger as PS3 Xbox 360. It was, but the first one, uh, well, the first one I have for PS4, mm-hmm. my friend Cody worked on it. Oh, cool! At Vicarious Visions, and so I took a screenshot of it and sent it to him. Uh, but yeah, Vicarious Visions helped Toys for Bob do some of those Spyro games. So those were big, Mm. but they did fizzle out shortly. I think it was the one I played and then there were two after, but the one after the one that the last one I played did not do very well. And then the last one was where it just like totally tanked. Yeah. And I, that Toys to Life thing, like Disney Infinity got canceled so that they, they got in on that when it was big, Yeah, 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 which is how they had spyro come back in the first place and that's why toys for bob worked on mm-hmm. the spyro reignited trilogy so yeah the th- those are all interesting and those are definitely like preying on nostalgia oh absolutely and especially i think them coming out this generation really like people our age who are nostalgic for that exact time it hit in the right way mm-hmm. like pe- people i know who have not played video games in over a decade were like 
yeah, I bought Spyro, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to say anything mean about Spyro yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel differently than you. So I I had that experience a lot where people be like, oh, how do you feel about Spyro? The new one's coming out, mm-hmm. and like I know you play video games. Like, what are your opinions on it? And it's like, I can't tell you my opinions <laughs> on it. <laughs> But they, they did well, and I know a lot of people played all, all three of those. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And I think all th- three of them came out on Switch now. I know yeah. that I don't know that the Spyro one came out right at the same time on Switch. I think the Spyro one was a PS4 exclusive for the first year. Maybe. Oh, so was the so was the Insane Trilogy. I played it on Switch. Or, okay. But yeah, I think it was that first year because mm-hmm. I remember people freaking out when the xbox listings for the insane trilogy leaked and they're like who crashes multi-platform and it's like well he he already was after the third game yeah but that's that's fine and so yeah i the the, all three of those i think are very interesting cases yes yes. and are like the most iconic things outside of call of duty that i think they did all generation activision yes Yeah, yeah because the next game or really the last game we're going to talk about sekiro they didn't really do much. No, Activision didn't do anything. I mean, From Software was just probably shopping around mm. the idea of a cool ninja slash samurai game. And then they said, yeah, we'll fund that because mm-hmm. we know that your games fucking print money. Right. And before, Which I think is interesting because uh, I, I don't know what they're deal is with namco bandai because namco bandai publishes dark souls okay so i wonder if they somehow have the stake in the dark souls ip which is and they couldn't reuse demon souls because sony owns that ip technically mm. so i yeah interesting yeah so yeah do you think we'll ever see a Sekiro 2 no i don't think so I think that From Software wants to get away from doing the same games over and over, which is why I think they did Bloodborne for Sony, and it was kind of different, but still like sort of that same similar Souls formula. And Sekiro is like sort of like that, but pretty different and more actiony. Well, not just that, but they took away the stamina bar. Yeah, and they took away the like experience leveling they they made a lot of like big changes yeah they made a lot of big changes and i i if i was them i would not make a sekiro 2 i would try to do something new because i think that they will eventually happen upon something really cool again that like hits as big as dark souls did but now all their games are like dark souls adjacent so i don't don't know well like i feel like every I feel like every time there's a press conference, someone's like, Bloodborne 2, Bloodborne 2, Bloodborne 2. People, I mean, people consider Bloodborne to be one of the best games of the generation. Ever. Right. Also, and like, especially of the generation. So I get why people want a second one. I, I mean, we've had this conversation. I, right, I right. don't want another one, but it's weird. Like, I, and then Elden Ring just looks like another uh, Dark Souls y thing. Is that well, being published by Activision? I don't know if they said anything about who the publisher is. Interesting. Maybe it's Schnee. Oh no, it's Namco Bandai because it leaked. Uh, oh with yeah, did. all the tales stuff from their, Nam- from their website. Yeah, it does yeah, say yeah. Bandai Namco. Okay, so I, that that especially makes me really curious why Activision published Sekiro. Uh, I 
guessing they were willing to put up that sweet cash to fund it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So the Activision didn't do a lot with Sekiro. They right, just published right. it, but I, you know, they got they got that sweet money. Yeah, and sold I mean, a butt ton. It was one of your top games of the year. It was. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. We talked about it in depth a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine playing that game with a controller where you can't block. But... Yeah, it's a very... Oh, boy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I can't I can't really think of any other... Th- like, not that I can't think of them. There weren't really any other games that Activision did this generation. Like, other than I, they tried to reboot Guitar Hero with Guitar mm-hmm. Hero Live, and that totally flopped. Yeah, I didn't even put it. Because, like, as I said before, like I, Guitar Hero, I think of... Like a last gen, yeah. even though it was also a PS2. I guess you, like, I think of that as like a PS2, PS3. Yeah, yeah. but I, I that that game Guitar Hero Live, I think it's emblematic of how they were this entire generation of trying to recapture the magic of the previous one. Yeah, yeah. And they just they couldn't do it, and a lot of stuff failed. Like Skylanders failed. Uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk failed. That failed. You know. Call of Duty. They were just chasing. Call of Duty. They were chasing the high from before, and so they just they didn't really do it. And then the ones that did sell the most outside of Call of Duty were remakes. remakes. <laughs> well, Destiny probably outsold. Yeah, the De- Destiny did very well, and that was them trying to get a new thing in there, but then they let it go. That's the sad thing. You look at this list. There's one new, well, I guess Sekiro, but like one new IP. Yeah, and I, I mean, EA is very similar to that. And Ubisoft and Ubi, uh, yeah, Ubisoft's different though, because I think Ubisoft did launch. They did do. I'm uh, just they they launched numerous things that were new in this generation. They did, but then like I'm just thinking like their big ones. It was Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. Watch Dogs. Well, that that was a new IP. I'm saying like the. Well, no, but it was a PS. No, that well, it that came, was a... it came out on Wii U, or did they cancel the Wii U version? Watch Dogs was definitely a PS4. I did play Watch Dogs on PS4, but I think it might have also been on PS3 and 360. I think it was 2014. I... It definitely came out on Wii U, so I know that it could run on those consoles. No, I will have. To... Well, you know what? We're not even doing Ubisoft. We're not right even now. doing Ubisoft. <laughs> it doesn't I matter. I but like my point is like. And I'm trying to think this. What do you, what does Activision have for the future? Oh, like year? that's a, I don't like they I, don't have. I anything. think they have Call of Duty. Well, like obviously they have a Call of, and if, from what I understand, it's just gonna be Black Ops Five. Yeah. So. So like the thing that I wonder is because they put out the Crash Bandicoot thing and the Spyro thing. I wonder if now they have earned enough goodwill from people. I, I mean, all three of those are good developers. Toys for Bob, Beanox, and Vicarious Visions. Right. Like, I wonder if they just make new ones. I'm Well, and that was... The crash was 2017, so this year would be three years. And I can't imagine a, making a, like a platformer would take more than three years when they've already got the engine and everything. Yeah, I mean, they also have Vicarious Visions like help on literally everything yeah. else that goes on so i yeah I don't but know. then they have like other studios helping vicarious visions so like i'm wondering if maybe we'll see like maybe a new crash this year yeah i just i wonder if that is like because if they don't now that they release destiny mm-hmm. if they like what is there other than call of duty 
Right. That's. Yeah, I, I mean, like, other than stuff that they could publish, but they don't even publish anything. Other than, like, for Sekiro. Sekiro. Which was just a weird one-off like, last yeah, year. Yeah, that's bizarre. Well, I guess they did do that Platinum Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, as we established. I Yeah, and I they, Activision also published Transformers Devastation right, right. from Platinum, but, like, yeah, like, three games that they published and mm-hmm. they even like they have a lot of internal developers it's bizarre but they all just work on call of duty or are remakes of things that they had been working on for a long time mm-hmm. i i mean vicarious visions and toys for bob were tied up making skylanders for a long time right so who knows maybe they will try to buy studios or something i don't know if that's what they're if they're buying but studios they, they're gonna be they also don't need to is what i think is oh, yeah, bizarre yeah. is like most other companies wouldn't be able to just exist on one thing but they can just exist on call of duty right that that's the sad thing is like this is probably the most financially successful publisher this generation that might be true yeah because they are getting way more out than they're putting in yes so i mean it did yeah like none of the none of these games were like flops no so it would be between this uh, tony hawk 5 was but in ea yeah because because fifa just prints money for ea so it's just like fifa versus call of duty which i think call of duty probably makes more money i would guess so but i don't know fifa probably has more makes more in microtransactions but they probably also make more worldwide that so, yeah so i i have no could idea could go either way yeah, but i know call sales of, numbers for these things don't really exist in an easy to find way so. no but i know whenever they release like the best-selling games of the year call of duty's at the top every single year yeah so. even when it sells less yes than yes normal. Yeah. even when it's like oh this was a terrible call of duty and it's still like the best-selling game of the year so yeah and so then uh, Blizzard, yeah, they well, uh, acquired Blizzard or they merged. I think it was a merger. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's... Blizzard had a weird generation. They did. Diablo 3, technically it was PC. Yes. In like the PS3 era, but then the console versions of Diablo 3, which yes. is when it turned around and yeah, people yeah. really started to like it instead of being super shitty about it. That was on the modern consoles, and right. I, I still have never played Diablo three. I sh- feel like I should. I would. It, I, at this point, I just get it for Switch. That'd be perfect. Yeah, it would be, and it, it. A lot of people just do it like mindless grinding, and then it resets certain things each season, and you go for new weird cosmetics and stuff. But I, I know a lot of people who like and play Diablo every season, and right, that's right. just something they. You, especially when you're a higher level and stuff, you can kind of just turn off your brain and go ham and have fun. You can have do fun. that even at the lower levels. Oh, well, I, mean, I know. Because I, I played through it, and I it's it was just like the perfect turn your brain off and just yeah, play. Yeah. Even just playing it solo, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. So, yeah, that one was like on the, yeah, on the like, cusp, I think, but it did super well for blizzard is yes. when it came out on console and it turned around the narrative of that game because it yeah. was super negative when it first released which is also like and it had like that weird real money auction house initially yes. that people fucking hated and they when they got rid of that is when they put it on consoles and that's when it well they did the reaper of souls and yeah that when they the added the necromancer and which people always loved and yeah. stuff so that 
yeah, I, I think it did. Uh, putting it on a console somehow made it better, mm-hmm. which is usually the opposite of what happens with a PC centric game. But this, you know, defies expectation. Well, I think it was just like releasing the expansion at the same time as like the the, the console version. So like, yeah. it just kind of got a fresh start all around. I think mm-hmm. so. And then they also did Hearthstone. Hearthstone, which did does does a lot for them. Yes, I have quit Hearthstone. I quit during the. And I guess I don't know. Whenever Cthulhu came out, I don't remember if that was the third expansion, but it is it is wild, and right. it, it kind of Hearthstone kind of reignited digital card games being a huge thing when it came out and actually you know hearthstone is not out on consoles and i think that's crazy it's on mobile and pc and i think it would do really well on console so actually it's probably also not that hard for them to develop no and like so i I think that's kind of strange that they don't have that but it, it hearthstone is awesome is that lord of the rings card game on console I don't know if I'm. I don't know if most of them are like the Elder Scrolls card game. I don't think is on console. I don't think the Gwent is on console. Yeah, like... just strange. Uh, the Capcom Teppen is only on mobile. Mobile. Slay the Spire made it over. Yeah, but uh, like collectible card games where you pay for packs. Yeah, I yeah. Think would do well on console, but for some reason they usually don't. I think the Magic the Gathering games are on. One of the versions, at least, is on PS4 and Xbox One. I'm sure. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, also. Sure. Everybody loves Yu-Gi-Oh! But Hearthstone is just Mm -hmm. wild, because I... It was one of the... I normally don't like card games, and it was one of the first things that I had played in a long time, where I was like, oh, I'll build a deck, and I was bad at it, but I enjoyed it enough to play it a bunch. Did you play online against other people? Yeah, because that's really the main thing you can do. Because, like, they did add, like, a campaign. They, and, you like... have to, like, buy some of them piecemeal and stuff. And now I know some of the older ones are, like, free and you can play those. But, right. yeah, I would I mainly played against people because okay. it was one of the expansion single-player things had come out near the tail end of when I was playing. But I it cost a decent amount, and I was, like, at the point of teetering on, like maybe i don't want to play this anymore so i didn't put money into it right uh and then cthune came out and really just made me hate the game so it's interesting but they keep pumping them out i don't really have a sense of how popular it still is yeah I don't which know. is like i have that same sense about like world of warcraft i i know people who are very into world of warcraft and uh, especially now with wild WoW classic like I, I just don't know how each expansion performs because i'm so outside that realm i know this most recent one is perceived very poorly okay so yeah oh is that battle for azeroth yeah yeah people hated that one because i know andy mcnamara now that he hosts the podcast He's a big fan, and so he's usually talking about World of Warcraft at some point and complaining about it. So. But yeah, Battle for Azeroth, people seemed very down on, mm-hmm. and I, I, I can't comment on why that is. Yeah, I, I just know that I have heard people say that it was not a good expansion. I purposely didn't add it because one, I don't really think of World of Warcraft in like 
generate this ge- as like this generation. No, but I'm saying and I, we are not qualified to talk about. No, World Hearth, I'm just saying Hearthstone. Like yes. me not knowing how popular it is is similar to WoW. Where like, for all I know, it could still be one of the biggest fucking things in the world. But like, I j- I just don't have that context. Whereas I pro Hearthstone still seems to do well. Like teams still sponsor Hearthstone players and. They keep fucking putting out expansions, and I'll see one and be like, "Yo, interesting. Maybe I should play Hearthstone." And I just don't. Well, I feel like it, it's gotta be hard to come in as a new person as well, because like, how many new people are jumping into Hearthstone today? Yeah, but you, the, the way the cards work and stuff, like you would get a bunch of new packs at the beginning. Whereas they now each season make a bunch of the cards from the previous one obsolete, so well, you can't even use them. I, well, I meant more just like you're jumping into a point where people have been playing this game for, what, four or five years? Yeah, but it's a free-to-play game, so at the bottom of the ladder you're still always going to have people who have no idea what they're doing until you get to the point where you're like, oh, they, I, they that, got me. That was kind of my point, is I don't know how many new people are jumping in at this point, though. I mean, I would guess since it's free all the time. You do think day. so? Yeah. Okay. You know what's also free? Heroes of the Storm. Is you, that still a thing? Yeah, man, I hate it. Okay. I just don't like MOBAs, and right. I only picked one MOBA to play. And it was Heroes of the Storm because I could get a sick Genji skin for mm. doing it. And I think I also got a Diva Cop skin oh. for doing it. Um, I didn't enjoy any moment I ever played Heroes of the Storm. Did you understand what you were doing? Not especially. Okay. Sort of. So it is just Blizzard trying to capitalize on the MOBA genre. Right. Except instead of each person having an individual level, you level up as a team. So it's really a, like, live together, die together scenario. (laughs) And uh, we did win a couple times, I think, when I played. But it just... I I don't think MOBAs are fun. Right. And the general perception of Heroes of the Storm also seems pretty negative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People, like, clown on it all the time as being, like, the baby MOBA and stuff. And... I, I don't know how true that is, and I know some people do like it because it is more team-based than, like, you're, you're encouraged to work as a team more because everybody levels up at the same time. So then it's not like, it's, in theory, it should be less toxic. I don't know how well that works out in practice. I never I saw like, any real negativity, but... I feel like anything that's going to be more team-based is going to be more toxic. I guess, but then it's kind of hard to figure out who's shitting the bed as well i guess but i was thinking like it'd be easier to figure out if it's easier to figure out who's shitting the bed i guess than it you which is which yeah i think that's like league of legends and dota is because Mm -hmm. you're just gonna be lower level or you're gonna you can see who's feeding in the each lane or whatever well i see i don't i don't i've never actually watched a moba or played a moba so i do not you can keep it that way i think i i I have for you know 20 29 years of my life i think i can keep it going for a little longer yeah so like i have no idea what any of this is i just know that it stemmed from rts's except instead of controlling every unit you just control one unit yes that is the crux of it yeah it stemmed out of warcraft 3 great but yeah heroes of the storm i just didn't like and that was blizzard trying to get one game in most genres and they uh they're they're getting there. Mm-hmm. But the real true 
thing that Blizzard did this generation. I would argue it's the biggest thing that we've talked about. Uh, yeah, that might be true. Oh, but Overwatch, I would have thought I would have hated. Yeah, yeah. And I do hate it now. <laughs> but I didn't always. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like. I, I just don't like first-person shooters, and I. Right, right. I don't. Generally, they're. I just don't think they're that fun. But I played Overwatch for basically until partway through 2019. Like, I would play at least once a week. Now, when you say you don't like first... Do you mean, like, all first-person shooters or just, like, competitive shooters or, like... I definitely don't like competitive shooters, but I also am not just a fan of first-person shooters in general. So, like, a campaign or, like, open world, like... like... Yeah, like, unless it is something that I know I will be interested in or, Mm -hmm. like, has some cool hook, I probably will not be into it. Right. That's why, like, Halo's whatever right. type of thing. Like, I would much rather play a third-person shooter in most scenarios, I think. I would much rather play third-person than, yeah. like... Although I do, like, there's a couple first-person shooters, but I prefer third-person. Yeah. And, like, part of that is I'm just... I'm bad at first-person shooters, and so, I'm like, bad at third-person shooters. Hey, well... <laughs> I mean, I'm, pro- I'm also bad at third-person shooters, <laughs> but not in the same way that I am at first-person shooters. Like, yeah. I just have the fucking worst aim and that becomes more apparent in first person shooters mm-hmm. to me at least and i normally it's the kind of thing where i would just get frustrated and then right. quit immediately but i kept going and i got okay at overwatch and like i had a group that i played with there was a point where we were playing with six people for a little bit mm-hmm. and like i eventually turned the corner where i would just get frustrated constantly all the time while playing it but I, I don't know. Overwatch just hit in a huge way, and I bet it made it made them a fuckload of money. It it got like crazy huge just with almost everyone, especially that first year it came out. Oh yeah, everyone was playing Overwatch, yes. and then like now they've got the Overwatch League, which still seems to be pretty popular, and they're going to release Overwatch two, mm-hmm. and it is super popular on consoles as well. Yeah. And now that it's on the switch, I'm sure that that got a lot of people, not the ideal way to play probably, but I I bet people still have it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just interesting because it was their failed MMO and they saved some of the assets and converted them into this team based shooter with abilities. And like the characters had enough of a personality and were like unique enough that people really, attached to them and like there's all kinds of fan art people are way into it and i think it, it succeeded because of that yes because like even like although like i always found it weird people had like all these like perceived like pers- personalities of these characters and like a lot of that was just from like their videos on their website and stuff yeah which is true which i was just kind of like why isn't that just in the game because there's no way to put that in the game. I guess. Th- which is why I... What I want is an Overwatch TV show. Mm. And they should just make that, especially now that Riot is just making a League of Legends TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, they, we should just have an Overwatch show. or like What would happen, though? What do you mean? Everything. You don't know the plot of Overwatch. Is there a plot of Overwatch? Yeah. The uh, the war against the Omnics, man. This is what I mean. None of it's in the game. Which is fine. And it is through voice lines, through the events that happen. I mean, you didn't see that. That's fair. No, I I, I don't know. But there there are. I played like 
probably 60 hours of Overwatch total. Now, granted, well, but was... that would have been over the course of like what two months, so you wouldn't have been playing in the month when the events happen. No, no, like I, I definitely, but like that's what I mean. It's just kind of weird. Like it has all this story and stuff, and like yeah, I, I guess just which it does, it, it does manifest in the game. As it's well. just a non-traditional way. I guess it's kind of like Titanfall One, where like there was a story there, but it was all through the multiplayer and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And we're, what I'm saying is that's what I would want, is just, like, a campaign with, like, the story. Yeah, which is what Overwatch 2 is. But it's all co-op. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Overwatch 2 is more what I want out of it, but still not what I actually want. Right. I What I really want is just the MMO they were making originally. That's what I want. And you we'll never get that. It. I would have played it. Really? Yeah. For sure, especially if it had these characters in it, and it was just like the same plot but an MMO, I would have been all over that. It would have been about if it was first person. That's fine. It was supposed to be. Really? So yeah. it was supposed to be basically Destiny Overwatch. Yeah, it, I. It was called Titan, and it was at least I think that's what this one was. Or was it Everyday Heroes? Fuck, I don't um. remember now. But it was basically like this same thing mm -hmm. and then they just like retrofit it to fit this game okay and i like that you can definitely see that because you're right, right. like the story is mostly external and through comic books and That's, things yeah, like, like that in... and like that is strange but I don't know, like, the characters are just likable enough on their own that I think right, that's right. why most people latched onto it and then watch all those videos and do cosplay and shit. See, like, for me, I always think about, to go back to Destiny 1, where, like, it was just, like, this humongous complaint of, like, them getting shit on because all of that lore stuff was external on a website. Well, but it also wasn't a video. No, it wasn't It a was video. like reading a fucking encyclopedia. Right, and no, I had I, to collect the cards. But like the com a big complaint was that it was just like it wasn't in the game. I guess. But like the video could be cutscenes in the game. Well, I mean, but like the complaint for Destiny's thing too, also by regular normal human people, is mm -hmm. no one wants to fucking read. That. I, I realize that <laughs> where everyone does want to watch the Overwatch, I know. but like they don't even really surface it well. I didn't even know that there were all these videos until like after I stopped playing the game. Oh, really? Yes. Every time one comes out, it is like the biggest deal. I am in a bubble. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the bubble. That you're, I, I am mean, in you, a bubble. You read video game stuff. <laughs> people lose their fucking I don't minds. Know. I don't pay attention to like at this point when I hear Blizzard, my eyes just glaze over because like they make games that just they don't interest me. Man, Warcraft. Warcraft 3, baby. I'll, I'll pl probably play Diablo 4. Okay. I will definitely not play Diablo 4. Of all of their properties outside of Heroes of the Storm, Diablo is the one that I could not give a fuck about the most. See, but Diablo is the one I can just like play by myself, put on a podcast, and just play. That is true. I mean, you could do that with Warcraft as well. Warcraft, like, the, I, the RTS I, games. I don't... Oh, okay, Warcraft. Yeah, right. okay. I know you're not going to play an MMO. No, I'm definitely I, yeah. not jumping into World of Warcraft. Because, like, World of the Warcraft 3 Reforged comes out this year. I was going to say they're doing a remake. Yeah. And, like, Starcraft, same type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Oh, I have to be in the Starcraft. mood to play an RTS. Where, like, because you have... Well, you... They also have to make them for you to be able to play one. Well, like, they, but, like, other studios make RTSs and, like... Like, I mean... There's, like, the Total War almost every year. Total War, but Total War is not, like... 
the same. No, but I do play the Total War games. Yeah, I mean, like Age of Empires Two is right, right. Like the what I in Warcraft Three are like the two I use as a baseline. See, which I, they, they like don't make those anymore. And I think of Total War because like Rome Total War was the first rts that i played yeah and those ones are like slightly different enough mm-hmm. that it's not like the classic rts template right. like they just don't make it anymore mm-hmm. which is why i think it's a bummer that somehow starcraft 2 sort of failed at the end mm-hmm. and they're just never gonna make another one yeah. i don't the halo wars 2 it's the last one <laughs> we'll ever get i played that did you that was the first game i played on my xbox did you like it it was all right all right did you beat it yeah Okay. I mean, it was the it was yeah. the only game I had on my Xbox. Well, that's hey, that's fine. <laughs> I, you know, uh, yeah. So it, it's just weird because this company that came from Warcraft and Starcraft, right. these RTSs, has now branched out into a card game. I guess MOBAs are technically the evolution of an RTS, mm-hmm. a first-person shooter, an MMO. It's just it's weird. Yeah, Blizzard is yeah, and I. Their games, they never have to update, and I don't, I don't know how they get away with it. Like I don't know how World of Warcraft has gotten better graphics over time, but whenever I look at it, I still think like this is old. Yeah, yeah. And well, like, what do you do? Do you do like World of Warcraft two at this point? Like, you can't. And, and I know you can't. And they they fuck themselves over, which is why I think they were smart with Overwatch two, is because. You, if you had Overwatch, you can still play, mm-hmm. and you. There will be graphical upgrades to it, but if you have the original, I guess you won't see those. I don't. I don't know. Like it would just be lower res textures or something. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that that's the way you have to do it. But like what I'm, how has. How have these games? They exist in a weird bubble where like most people would be like, oh, you need to actually change this i think overwatch is starting to see the backlash of that over the past year where people are like the game's not really evolving that much anymore like you adding new characters and adding a new map like twice a year doesn't actually see like change the they have handcuffed themselves with the league though where like you can't just make these wide humongous changes in the middle of the season you can because then they don't play on those patches they play on the old patches at that point I, I, yeah, I guess that's true. So it's weird because like they'll release new characters and then the league won't have them for like a month or more. Hmm. And so that that's where I always think like that kind of thing is weird. But they do that with everything. Like Heroes of the Storm is never going to get any better. Like they're not going to have a graphical overhaul patch. It's just going to keep being that game forever. Well, and in like three years, it'll eventually die. I assume. Right? I guess. But like. They still host the servers for StarCraft, and I feel like that's mostly dead at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, I, yeah, I don't, did I don't they know do? Did StarCraft Two come out this generation? Like the Part Two? See, because they released three or of Part it, Three, because they released three parts of it. Right. I don't remember when they came <laughs> out anymore. But they were I, split up by a long time. Yes. I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of tapered off. Was because by the third time the third one came out, it was so long after. StarCraft Two was two thousand ten. Yeah. So March of twenty sixteen, a campaign called 
Starcraft 2 Nova Nova Cover Ops was also released. So And I there was a point where they released some kind of workshop support and I saw people making like a match 3 games in it and stuff. There's a whole bunch of weird things, but yeah, the pro scene I feel like mostly died for Starcraft 2 and that's kind of a bummer cuz like that's That was the big Yeah, that start that, to... that was like the big thing. If you don't want to count fighting games, I guess is like uh Esports, I guess Starcraft would be. Yeah, like the original the... Starcraft was fucking huge in Korea, mm-hmm. and it was like basically, <laughs> a, like a, almost the equivalent of a national sport, yeah. which is ridiculous. But I, you know, and yeah, so I like without Activision having Blizzard, their generation was fucking weak. I I was gonna ask because I, I thought like at the end it'd be fun to do like letter grades. Yeah. Do you want to split it up here and do, like, Activision and Blizzard as two different grades, or do you want to combine the two? I mean, if I was going to... if I was gonna, Do you want to just do both? Sure. Because if, if I was going to do both together, I would say, like, a, a B. Like, a solid B. Okay. And if I was going to do Activision on its own... A th- C? Like, a C, probably. Because you take that, like... I, I'm... If I'm taking it, like, as my opinion, right. I don't really like Call of Duty. Right. So that removes a whole host of those games, over half the games they released. And then th- mo- the other three big ones, other than Destiny, were, like, re-releases mm. of things. Like, they were remakes. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And so I don't even like Spyro. Mm-hmm. So that cuts that <laughs> out, too. So it's just, yeah, it's not great overall. Destiny 1 was a huge disappointment for me, mm-hmm. so much so that I didn't even play 2. So, I yeah, they did a pretty negative. I mean, like, I think that some of those are cool enough, so right, right. no Ds are given here. But C, I think. I mean, Tony Hawk could push it down it to a D. <laughs> Is it bad enough? On, like, maybe Tony Hawk and Sekiro cancel each other out? Maybe. For me, yeah, that might be the case. <laughs> for, but, for me, like, that doesn't even happen because I don't even, like, I don't care about Sekiro. Yeah. So, like, I would... I just think they did pretty bad. This generation. Yeah. And whereas, like, Blizzard, I would say, like, B+, plus probably, because I think that with the release of Overwatch, like, mm-hmm. that was important, and it did yes. a lot, and I, I liked it. I played Hearthstone, Here's the Storm is bad, but they tried a thing. Mm-hmm. Blizzard put out a wide array of products that appeal to a wide, very different audiences for each one in most yes. cases. So, I, like, they did a good job, I yes. think, and they're just known for not putting out that many games, which this generation is when they put out all the new ones. Yeah, I mean, like, they, so. I mean, Overwatch was the first new IP in, like, 20 years or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I, I mean, like, Hearthstone uses the Warcraft, Warcraft stuff, but that was new as well it it's a new thing Thing, but it's not not a new ip new ip and like same thing with heroes of the storm it was a new thing for them and obviously they were just trying to capitalize on a huge fad well not Mm -hmm. fad because people still love league of legends and dota a trend i guess at the time when everyone was making a moba Mm -hmm. so i like blizzard i think did all right but collectively yeah i mean i i would maybe even i would probably give them a c combined yeah just because like i liked modern warfare destiny 2 was all right i liked that yeah and like 
Overwatch is so hard because, like, similar to you, I just played it to the point where I hate it. Yeah. So now, like, when I hear Overwatch, I just think negative thoughts. So, so I have it, to, like... It's weird because I, if someone wants me to play... If I think about playing Overwatch, mm-hmm. I have very negative thoughts. <laughs> but if I think about, like, oh, there's a new character or something, I'm like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll never play this character. Right. And like I'll try, I'll try again with Overwatch Two because it's a co-op thing. But then there's only that's a finite amount of content. Yeah. So then when that's over, people will be like, "But we could play PvP," and I'll be like, "Oh, but I could also physically harm myself. <laughs> that would be cool too." So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. just like with the way I play games and like schedules, like. I just find it frustrating playing with other people. Because, mm. like, there's always that time, and, like, sometimes it's you, when you're just sitting around waiting for that one person to show up, and you're just like, I just wasted a half hour, 45 minutes. I could have been playing something. Yeah, or I, doing something else. And then, like, someone always has to leave early, and it's just, I don't know, like... Playing with other people just frustrate me because then you got to, like, schedule around all this stuff. And then, like, schedules get messed up. And just, like, I'm just, like, you know what? If I want to play a game, I just want to, like, be able to start it and play it. Yeah. And so that's why I just kind of, like, at this point in my life, I'm perfectly content playing single-player games by myself. And so, like, that's why, like, Blizzard games don't really appeal to me. Yeah, which almost... I. They make multiple Yeah, like games. almost all of them, other than I, Diablo. Really. Which Diablo's meant to be played as a co-op game, I, I feel but like. But it's weird because it's, especially 3, it isn't really. Like, I no, feel like no. I've never seen someone play co-op in it, but you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. At, at least, like, I know the first two Diablos were definitely, like, Yeah, they were aiming towards, like, more multiplayer yes. stuff, for sure, yeah. Where 3, I think they did try to do more just, like, some single-player stuff, so. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, Call of Duty, there's a five-hour campaign, but those are multiplayer games. Oh, yeah, that's what most people are looking for out of that, I think. So that Activision Blizzard is just one of those companies that just, they don't make games for me. No, I don't, yeah, overall, not not really for me either. It's, It's such a weird thing. When you're two, especially for Activision specifically, mm-hmm. when your two major things are Call of Duty, a first-person shooter, and Crash Bandicoot, I would argue what the hell's going on? I would argue that it was Destiny and Call of Duty before, but that's not anymore. No, now not they don't anymore. even have Destiny. Like when the PS5 comes out, and you look at the legacy of the PS5, Destiny won't even be there for Activision. No. So like, what the fuck? Unless they fill that void with something else, or they start publishing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. they don't have that. So, but it's just the dichotomy of Call of Duty versus Crash Bandicoot is hilarious yeah yeah. and the fact that those are your two highest selling things is wild probably yeah yeah because i'm sure the ninja turtles game didn't sell super hot i would guess sekiro didn't sell in comparison to call of duty and crash bandicoot no but it did sell pretty well Uh, yeah i'm not saying like i'm in terms of like a from software game it sold extremely well but like i still feel like those games are niche enough that they're gonna hold some people back. Yeah, that's for sure. Because, like, I'm one of those people that play a lot of games, and I don't even touch from software games. Yeah. 
so I don't know. Now I'm curious. I wonder what what do they have I, going on? Well, that too, but I, w- I was oh. going to say, well, I wonder which of the publishers that we look at I will think most favorably of. And I have a feeling that it's going to be Nintendo. And Nintendo, we're going to be just looking at like half because like this is the this yeah, is like halfway it's, it's through the halfway the, point. So like it actually ends up being perfect for that because like it literally so like that'll be exciting as well where we can just kind of look at what they've done this like half this and then like discuss like the future of Nintendo. I think for me it's going to be Sony. I. <sighs> Sony and Ubisoft, I'm going to be pretty positive on. Microsoft will just make me sad to think about. Mm, I'll be positive on Microsoft. I will just be sad because I feel like this generation is just them doing the same thing that they tried to do with Call of Duty, where it's like, oh no, people loved these Mm. franchises before and now they super don't. I... See, like that's complicated because, like, I know Gears like got really popular. Though. So Ge- Gears is slightly different, I think, especially Halo, because Gears has Halo. a story. But Halo, mm-hmm. but then they—that's it. That's see, all they got. I see the two games that we're gonna spoil Microsoft a little bit here. Like the two games that I think Microsoft that like make me feel very positive: Ori mm. and Sunset Overdrive. See, and that's unfair. I mean, you're right. Since I've Overdrive is Microsoft, but I get Insomniac. I just feel that. Okay, you're right about. I yeah, I don't know. Positivity. That is positivity. But I'm just like their their thing. I know is dying. I, I know. I know. And that's a oh, fuck. I realize, but like that is technically Microsoft according to our rules. I know it is. Those are the rules. <laughs> And so with that, <laughs> we, that'll do it for this week. Uh, what did we get up to? I'm going to guess... Oh, two, two, we didn't even make it to two and a half. This is the perfect length. After our record-breaking one last, oh, yeah, two, yeah. last two weeks ago. It's, it's because fun. we're not playing games right now. Well, you're playing the same one. Oh, until boy. you bang your head against the... Proverbial wall. Uh, which you, who knows? Maybe soon. Maybe I'll get halfway through Stormblood and be like, maybe you'll just pass out on this desk and just slam your head on it at some. Point. I felt like that at one point <laughs> over the weekend. I was like, I should just go to bed, but mm-hmm. mining, and oh, it's easy. I can have a stream up on the second monitor. Uh, see, and to, who cares what's happening? See, that's what that's what I like to do with games. Sometimes is just put some, put wrestling on and just sit back and enjoy yeah. life. I wish that I was enjoying either the stream I was watching or the game at that point, but I was enjoying neither. And yet you were doing both. I was. That's how it happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we will see you guys again in two weeks. And as always, the theme song Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out. Uh, And what what one are we doing next time? Uh, I don't remember. That's fine. Probably Bandai Namco. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that would be B. Hell yeah, it would. Oh, boy. They released so many games. All of them. Every single fucking one. Well, I mean, and you'll probably have played them because I definitely wouldn't have. I played <laughs> a lot of them. Nino Kuni 2, baby. Fast and Furious. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> All right. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Peace. Yep. See you.